The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again and welcome to another edition of the TOSD Toddcast here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network, found online at belmontmedia.org slash podcast and also at soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media. You can listen to the Toddcast at your convenience by downloading the free SoundCloud app available on both iTunes and Google Play stores. I am Todd Bloniars from the award-winning Timeout for Sports Talk TV show. Oops. Okay, I'm still getting used to some of this new equipment, of course, that I have not used in a while. <laughs> so I didn't know it was going to do that after I uh, muted it out. Anyway, uh, if you are a regular listener to these podcasts, you know the large majority of content we discuss is sports-related. Unless, of course, I'm trying to reunite my good friends and former BMC producers of the movie review show Through the Lens. This marks our fifth installment of the TOST TTL Toddcast and making it even better than the first four as we've been able to bring the entire band back together. Uh, joining me here in studio, Matt Gandolfo. Hello, Todd. How are you? Doing just fine, thank you. That also is. joined here in studio, making his debut on the Toddcast, Bill the Real McCoy. Hello, my peeps out there. Bill, <laughs> it's so nice to see you again. It's great to be seen. And joining us on the phone from his home in the Great White North of Brunswick, Maine, it's, of course, Mike Higgins. Hey, guys. I wish I could be down there with you. It's so great seeing you back in November, which, excuse me, caused this uh, podcast to be coming to fruition. And uh, I'm so happy to be back together, getting the band back together, as Todd said. It's going to be really exciting. Oh, hang on. Sorry, Mike. Uh, I, I, had you, I had your volume down. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're going to pay for that. Oh, dear God. Well, I, I actually said nice things about Todd. You did. Now I'm not sure if I will. But, no, it's uh, great to be here. Um, actually, I'm glad you did because I stumbled over everything I said there. Um, it's uh, awesome to be back together. I know we got a chance to get back together in November thanks to my wife and a shockingly surprising 50th birthday party. And uh, The surprise being it was a month early. <laughs> yeah, it was a month early. The only way you can surprise Mike Higgins. <laughs> Definitely. So it was a lot of fun, and um, we actually got to watch some old uh, Through the Lens on video, on YouTube that we found, which sparked us. So hoping that you got to enjoy it as much as we did. Well, well, speaking of that, too, I have to play this for the guys. Mike's not going to be able to hear it on the phone line, but uh, it would be the last theme uh, used by Through the Lens. There were many theme songs for Through the Lens. Kind of like the early years of Time Out for Sports Talk. We went through a bunch of themes. There's the, uh, that is uh, the Psychedelic Furs with uh, their version and uh, of uh, what was to be, I think, the last theme for uh, for the show, I yeah, think. Sounds, is that, that right? sounds about is that right. right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, no, it's great to have all you guys here. Deep cuts. Yeah, no, certainly a lot for us to talk about here. Um, right. And, of course, this is the third, as I was going back uh, 
of the uh, the five times now we've done this. Uh, this is the third time we've done one in February following the Oscars. The Oscars, right. Yeah. So here we are. Um, so my, my first question is your, your thoughts on what you saw of the Oscars, if you saw all of it, uh, and, uh, you know, just the, the presentation. Second straight year without a host. Do you think it worked? It didn't work? Uh, you guys' thoughts. So we'll, we'll start with Matt. I think the format without the host is most certainly the way to go. And I think they'll probably continue to do that for at least the next eight years. Um, in 2028, I think they'll go back to using a host because that will be the 100th anniversary ah. of the Academy Awards. <laughs> so I imagine they're going to pull out all the stops for that one and go host. And I mean, they may. What about multiple? A bunch of hosts. Wouldn't they bring a lot of former hosts back? That's maybe, what I would think they'd do. Okay. Anyone who's still upright and able to speak clearly, I think, will be tagged in to, to for some hosting duties. <laughs> tagged in? Yeah. <laughs> that might literally have to be, you know, with, maybe with right. paddles. I don't know. It's, <laughs> right. That that would be my guess anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I thought the uh, – uh, I was quite uh, – I'm happy with the hostless version uh, myself. First of all, let me let me say I agree with Matt. The hostless version works so much better because really, at this day and age, who's a host really doesn't matter. Second of all, for the hundredth Oscars, they're just going to use a CGI Bob Hope, who was the all-time Oscar host. They're just going to CGI him in and have an impersonator do it, and that's going to be the hundredth Oscars um, host right there. We can do the hologram thing. Wait a minute, no Billy Crystal, no David Letterman. <laughs> Uma, yeah. Oprah, Oprah, Uma. <laughs> yeah, even think of Bob Hope. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> they can, uh, they can for an appearance that, anyway. That hologram technology, if they can figure that out by then, perfect it. Well, also, they golden. Did, who knows if we're going to have an Oscars? You know, we could be all in living in the Hunger Games right now, and the Oscars will be uh, preempted for the Hunger Games. And that's where we're going. So. By the way, speaking of future Oscars, are they going to be holding them going forward in that new giant museum that they were kind of promoting the other night during the event? I don't think that's planning on being a venue of any sort. I think that's just a museum. That oh, it is. Okay. Opening. I was yeah, a little confused. I think that's it, what it is. It is just a, a okay, just yeah. a museum. Yeah, All no, because right. that theater was built specifically for the Oscars. Uh, it was originally built by Kodak, uh, who now is defunct, but um, so now it's the Dolby Theater. But it was built specifically for... For them, okay. So I think that's going to be their home for the foreseeable future. No, the 2028 Oscars will in fact be held at Disneyland because at that point Disney will own the entire entertainment industry <laughs> and will just hold it right at Disneyland as a um, corporate synergy to get people to come in. Mickey Mouse will in fact be the host along with Captain Jack Sparrow, and all the winners will have to give their speeches while going on in the small world. I will not and they be they are rebooting in. those movies, I guess too. Which movies? Pirates, Pirates of Good the Caribbean. God, yeah, I heard they're rebooting. I forget who they said was going to oh. take the place of uh, Johnny Depp. He's irreplaceable I'll remember in that it, but... role. I can't imagine anybody could take his place. Well, I will tell you, we're getting off the subject a little bit, but that's my specialty. It's a specialty of Through the Lens. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you, yeah. You, you, you did over 100 shows like this. Tangents uh, Extreme. The, the go use, ahead. Yeah, go Run ahead. Run with it, Bill. Uh, Mike. This year, that is going to make all of the money. In fact, it's going to just basically take everything. Is based on a Disney ride. 
that movie is going to make all of the money. Do you know what it is? It's a small world. No, Jungle Cruise, starring Emily Blunt, and my pick for our next president, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If you haven't seen the previews yet, you should watch it. This movie will make all of the money. First of all, Mike, just as an aside here, we're recording this the the TOSTTL podcast on the night of the New Hampshire primary. Second of all, I didn't notice uh, Dwayne Johnson's name listed anywhere among the uh, Democratic nominees. So I just your your prediction of uh, Mr. Johnson being our next president might be a little. If he maybe he's talking twenty twenty four, he would win. Oh, uh, oh no! Don't, don't, don't. He <laughs> that win. is a bad joke. It's really and a scary one. Okay, what did he say? No, he, he uh, Matt said that maybe you were talking about twenty twenty four, but uh, we're okay. Now we're really off base. Let's get back to the Oscars. It's <laughs> Johnson Winfrey twenty twenty. That's our next president. Wow! It's going to be a, it's going to be announced this summer in August at the TD Garden when rest when not WrestleMania. Excuse me, SummerSlam is held at the TD Garden. I'm working on trying to get press passes now so I can be there. Wow! Uh, to cover the cover this for the for the Todd. This is what nice. I'm willing to do for you. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, Take don't forget if team. you could get any extra press passes for your fellow bloggers there i'll hook you up <laughs> there you go all right you know I, I might vote for that johnson winfrey ticket by the way but let's get back to the oscars anyway uh so a few different surprises here uh, probably the biggest one of all of course was the uh the best picture winner and uh, again i'm bringing up a tune mike's not going to be able to hear this was picked by uh, bill the real mccoy and I, matt's smiling because he recognizes the tune you know your 1970s kiss, of course. We'll uh, keep that on a little bit. The winner of the, uh, best picture is... Um, I didn't think they were actually exporting movies from there to get in. And does Kim Jong-un actually get the Oscar? I believe it was from South, South Korea, Korea, not North that's okay. Korea. Yeah. Oh, that's I thought it was a North Korean movie that won. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, that would be awesome. South. No, if South. you don't recognize the '70s classic rock tune from the, uh, the 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 band Kiss, that would be, of course, Parasite, uh, which won not only uh, became not only the very first. Uh, uh, foreign language film yeah. to win uh, an Oscar or get Best Picture. It also won both the uh, international Best International Feature Film and Best Picture. By the way, International Feature Film, a newly named category. Newly named, yes, formerly the foreign Best language Foreign Language film. Films, right? right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so it did the double double. I have to be honest. I tried to pick uh, all these. I was watching uh, the, the Oscars live, and uh, in, in real time, I was picking these as the nominees were being named. I ended up getting ten out of the twenty-four right. When they picked Parasite for Best International Feature Film, I thought that was going to eliminate it from getting Best Picture, uh, just because it. Had, I figured, okay, that was their way of giving credit there. I was kind of surprised it got nominated in both categories, and then of course. It pulls off I, the well, double. they usually not, do yeah, put one international movie in there, in the top ten nominees. That's not surprising. I think that's one of the reasons they they did expand it to ten. That, and originally yeah. they expanded it to ten because they wanted to have the big blockbuster in there, too. But mm-hmm. they really haven't carried that on. No. It, it was yeah. the reason for The Dark Knight. It was, they did it after The Dark Knight. That's the movie, okay. The one that everyone wants. Right. And it's not, I mean, it's actually not all that uncommon. It's not unprecedented that you would have a foreign language film nominated for Best Picture. 
and for best foreign language film or now what yeah. the, uh, international, international feature, feature film, film. Yeah. Um, traditionally though they will win the one and not the other this this year it went a different way now I would have picked 1917 myself I would have um, too and I did. actually on, I did not, <laughs> not that I saw the movie because unfortunately my movie going experiences this year have been limited to anything with a Marvel slate at the beginning or a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And that's pretty much been we'll, we'll talk about the extent of, of my later. movie going. Okay, that's fine. I, I have year. to say, Matt, just to cut in, and I, I think Todd has seen it. I did. I actually, yes. I haven't, I'm, I'm kind of what you are. I haven't been able to see as many as I, I, you know, life gets in the way, but I actually had a chance to see 1917. And I started, a, I, there's a small independent theater here in Brunswick that showed it. So I was in a, I was in a smaller theater with a few people. I have not been that affected by a movie in a long time. Um, to, to, I really thought that was going to win too, because I thought that was just such a phenomenal movie. Basically done, you know, they, they clearly cut it up, but basically it looks like they did it in one, one continuous long shot. tracking shot. Yeah. yeah, it's incredibly shot when you watch it from this perspective. It, yeah, it was incredibly shot, incredibly acted. It was compelling to watch, and, and you, you, you came out of there, and, and it was just an amazing movie. And you don't see many World War One movies anymore, because it's so far back in the That's past. That's true. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I haven't actually enjoyed that much of a drama in a long time. And, and like I said, I, I, I saw, you know, I've seen the bigger mainstream ones, but, you know, as you, you, know, as you get life gets in the way, it gets, it gets kind of hard. Um, but that 1917 was one, and I actually, um, aside, you guys all know my parents, my, I, I actually very rarely recommend a movie to my dad. He's not a moviegoer. But I actually told him to see that, and when they were down in Florida, they had a rainy day, and he went to see it, and even he said it was it was really well done. I mean, it was. I, I highly recommend it. It's, it. it's a compelling war story that's not your typical war story. It's, it's a real human drama. And I can't say enough about it. I, I, I really enjoyed that movie a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback on what Mike said. It's a, it, it is an incredible movie. Uh, again, from the way it's shot, the storytelling, uh, the fact, like Mike said, it's really not a war picture in that in that traditional sense. Kind of a little bit of a Saving Private Ryan feel because there's that emotional oh, okay. kind of thing that sort of pulls you in uh, to it. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's very well done. All British cast, I believe, or almost, it feels like almost an all British cast was, uh, was in this. Uh, I I'm, not, I'm not completely sure, but a large majority of the cast, I, I think. I'm trying to think of it. Uh, the, you know, and, and the way they shot it, there was a couple of really, there were two really big names, one at the beginning, one at the end. Oh, right, Benedict Cumberbatch at the end and uh, Colin Firth at the beginning. Colin I Firth, and it was great because it made sense. You never saw them again. But the way they shot the movie, it went to, there weren't a lot of recognizable actors other than that. Although no, I, I'd be willing to bet that yeah. these they won't be on some of these guys won't be unknowns for very no, long. I don't not. think. By the way, 1917 for the record did win three Oscars, uh, right. one for best cinematography, best visual effects, and best sound mixing. Uh, right. Unfortunately, did not get and best it, picture. Personally, I would have given it to that right. too. I, it, that was, and that was I my mean, prediction. There are a lot of movies on that were nominated that are were on my list of movies that I did want to see at the time that they were <laughs> they were around um, and that's actually it's gonna 
bring up another point that I'm going to bring up a little bit later, but um, uh, it, that I just never got around to it. That Joker, um, right? You know, things like that. But going, back- I never saw it. And actually, I want to ask you guys about Joker. You know, since we're going to kind of go loosely here, um, has there ever been a case? And I don't know this for I don't know either way where two separate actors have won Academy Awards for playing the same character. Hmm. Um, you're winning for playing the Joker in Dark Knight. Well, yes. Realistically. Uh, Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando, I believe, for uh, Vito Corleone. Vito Corleone. Did Brando win that? I believe he did. I'm almost certain he did. I'd have to look it up. Yep. But that... Bill might have, might have hit that. Can we go to our head. crack staff research on the other department hand, there? Can he look I it mean, up? Realistically, <laughs> for you know, different. I'm putting the BFC the staff for Matt to work here. He's like, he wants to watch a podcast and act. But that's the only so that's the only instance I can together. think of yeah. that it would have been would the have case. Been close. Yeah, it would have been there. And I'm actually, I'm actually, because I because I'm on my phone. I'm actually talking to you guys, and I'm on Wikipedia right, right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yep. But it I was. Marlon Brando, Brando did good win job, Bill. Good pull there Sorry, on your nice. part. Well, yeah. I only seen you know, the Godfather. I don't know how many times. Fourteen. It's one of those when it's you're scanning the TV. Mm. And, oh, I gotta stop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, the Godfather. Stop for I four was, hours. Well, <laughs> I was, I was thinking something. Uh, not uh, kind of in a similar vein as you, but just thinking about the actors who have portrayed the Joker in live action, whether it be TV, movies, or whatnot. Right. Five actors. Cesar Romero. Right. Jack Nicholson. Yep. Heath Ledger. Yep. Jared Leto. Yep. And Michael. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Michael Keaton. No, he was No, Batman. he played Batman. Yeah. Yeah, Batman. that's right. Never mind. Joker. 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 Yeah. Joker. Four, Joker. Joker. Four uh, of those five. Hit me. <laughs> are Oscar winners. Yeah. Only two of them won for that particular role. But all four all of five those five of, have oh. won an Oscar in their career. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. At some point in time. However, only oh. one of them refused to shave his mustache off, put the Joker makeup. <laughs> That's right, yes. Caesar Romero. Caesar Romero. How <laughs> biff, bam, yeah, slunk. <laughs> he needed to keep that Cuban look going. Mm, yes, he did. Um, but yeah. by the way, it was I, Le- Jared Leto's the one who hasn't won an Oscar, right? Just so I. No, no, no. Jared Leto won. Oh, he four, did. He won Best Supporting Actor. So Romero never Alan. won an Oscar. Romero never won an Oscar. Oh, okay. All right. I, I had to look it up myself because I, I, I was see. my first I was guess almost was wrong. positive all five had done so, mm. and so I I made sure to go look it up. But okay. uh, yeah, Jared Leto won for Dallas Buyers Club. Oh wow! Okay. The same year as uh, Matthew. Oh, okay. Jared Leto's Joker was an abomination. That was yes. Well, that's, that's beard mm. take. Either way, I, I'm not. Getting into that. All I'm saying is that he was the Joker at the time he had already had an Oscar in his pocket. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But for, for the five actors who have played in live action anyway. That's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it just, for some reason, the people who are chosen for that role seem to be very well-accomplished actors otherwise. Well, and, and speaking of that, Joaquin Phoenix, I honestly thought he had won... Uh, for his portrayal of Johnny Cash, I thought this was his second Oscar. It's only it's his first, it second nom. Was he? I think he was nominated uh, he's been for nominated several. T- uh, this is his fourth nomination. Oh, okay. I think he was, right. nom- he was nominated, nominated for for uh, Gladiator. John- oh yeah, that's right. He was nominated for mm-hmm. Gladiator in the early. His speech to me was very predictable. His his acceptance well, speech. Well, see, and we get on that every year. I just wish people would leave their politics and 
The one nice part, though, for Joaquin was paying a little tribute to his brother at the end. I thought that was a nice touch. Having grown up watching some of River Phoenix's movies, right? And, you know, knowing him long before I knew Joaquin, uh, I'd say before yeah. he was a, a household name. Yeah, right? Well, and it might have been his older brother winning all the Oscars if he couldn't, if he'd been able to fight he, off his demons. I mean, he was a very. Joaquin still has one of the greatest lines of all time. You vexed me. I'm, ter I'm terribly vexed. I'm terribly vexed. vexed. Thank you. <laughs> one, one quick, one quick thing on 1917. Going back in history, two of the first four Oscar winners were World War One movies. Wings, which was a silent film, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Wow. So, yeah. So two World War One movies have won. Of course, they, the TV adaptation were... of that, when they try to turn it into a sitcom, and Nance oh, just... Oh, God. <laughs> I knew you'd... I just... <laughs> Wow. Wow. You really, you really went there, didn't you? I did. Of course I did. Now, oh actually, sad, no, I'll go there even worse. I was a big fan of Wings the TV show. So I actually go. enjoyed it ah, quite I did too. myself. Ah. There you go. All right. <laughs> Cheers, Okay, spin all right. <laughs> As we veered away again. Lowell the maintenance man, very underrated character. Right. Okay, anyway. Uh, we, we move on here. <laughs> it's, uh, so... Uh, some of the other major categories, uh, uh, the lead best actress uh, going to, uh, speaking of throwbacks to older movies, uh, Renee Zellweger for a performance of Judy Garland in the movie Judy. I was a little surprised to this uh, kind of thought that Can't maybe... Can't open her eyes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see any of these movies. I, I predicted that the woman who portrayed Harriet Tubman was going to win, but uh, that was, I was wrong on that one. I was also wrong on Joaquin Phoenix. I thought they were going to give it to DiCaprio, but only because I had seen that movie and I hadn't seen the. <laughs> I hadn't seen. If the, you want to, I had not seen Joker. Sad to say, but uh, DiCaprio we, and Brad Pitt—they got their early start both on the same TV show. Growing. Yes, Pain. I know. I know that's right, yeah. and I remember both of them. Uh, Sadly, I do too. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt, by the way, that was his uh, first Oscar as an actor, getting as for an best actor. supporting actor. Yes. I did not realize he produced. Uh, was one of the producers in uh, 12 Years a Slave. Right. So it's a second all-time Oscar, but his very but first, first for acting. Actor, and, right. you know, he's probably had some pretty memorable roles over the years. But uh, I, I thought that was well-deserved. Actually, his performance probably overshadowed DiCaprio's in that. It's kind of surprising to me they, they consider Pitt the supporting actor and DiCaprio the lead actor. I guess it's because... The movie, that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, was supposed to be sort of the central character is DiCaprio, I guess. But I don't know. Did you see? Did you see that movie, Mike? I did not. Okay. I I, I did not have a chance to see it. It's a good Tarantino movie. I know you like some of his stuff, his work, and I would recommend this one. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm I'm so slow, and you know, as a common joke that we used to do on on the show is I was always big in the animated feature. I literally only saw the winner for best animated feature, which was a Disney feature, you know, Toy Story 4. I only saw it two nights ago. Really? Literally only saw it two nights ago. You're two nights better than me. I have, I still haven't seen it. Uh, but he completed the Grand Slam. I did not realize uh, Bill told me before we went. No, it wasn't went. me. It was no, it wasn't you? The other man. Oh, I'm sorry. It was, the, it, was our, it, was our, it was our crack research crew over here in the, in, <laughs> in the studio tonight. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, all, to all four Toy Story movies won for Best Animated Film. I did not know that. Well, it was, it was excellent. And, um, mostly, once again, it was, you know, you, you get busy and... I, I had a really busy summer. I didn't get a chance to go out and see it when it came out. And uh, it finally, we, we have Disney Plus, and we fi it finally hit Disney Plus, and we watched the first night it was out, and I was like, this is phenomenal. And if you're a fan of the Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon, 
you were very happy with this because it featured Sheldon's mother from the Big Bang Theory, Lori Metcalf, mm-hmm. Sheldon's Meemaw from Young Sheldon, Annie Potts, mm-hmm. and June Squibb, Oscar winner, by the way, who played a small role, and June Squibb played Sheldon's Meemaw in the Big Bang Theory. And Jerry Mathers is I, the beaver. No, I'm just <laughs> sorry. I, I, just, uh, I have a daughter who noticed no. things, and we were starting to see like young Sheldon, and we started hearing all the voices. Well, we'll tell your daughter that she has very good taste. I like young Sheldon myself. I'm surprised she didn't drag you to go see Toy Story 4, though. Like, you wouldn't have seen that earlier on. It, it feels no. like that'd be right in her wheelhouse. I, 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 I don't know God is a sense of humor. I have a daughter that actually does not like to go to the movie theater. So it's tough to get her to go to see any movie. I actually, believe it or not, now I have a 10-year-old girl, almost 11, who has not seen Frozen 2 because she refused to see it in the movie theater. Wow. Well, hey, and happy early birthday to uh, to your your daughter as she's about to turn... Uh, yeah, she's ecstatic. Double, double sticks, sort of, whatever we're going to call it, right? She's going to be double a part of her birthday. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she's... She, she, she's fine with that. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. Okay. So anyway, we so, I brought the room down a notch and announced that I don't go <laughs> see movies anymore because my kid doesn't like them. Well, that <laughs> actually, that kind of ties into something that I was going to bring up earlier is that um, I, when I was watching, somebody had actually thanked Netflix in their speech. Well, that was because the Irishman was, was nominated all over. That's a Netflix the, movie. It is, as is... A Marriage Story. Okay. Uh, which I was not aware of. To be That's how oblivious I have been, uh, that these were actually Netflix originals that I could have been watching at any point in time since they were released on Netflix, which then got me wondering how the hell they got nominated for for Oscars. Well, I think they did get released in the theater, uh, even if it was just for maybe Very a short briefly. time. Well, but, I, but I, I actually guess went and, and I dug up the rules <laughs> okay. for it. Yeah. And what, the, the... One of the rules is that it for eligibility uh, that it has to be released at least for seven days in a L.A. County uh, movie theater, for a commercial movie theater setting for at least seven days. Okay. Um, and specifically... Films that, in any version, this is directly from the from the Academy mm-hmm. website. Films that, in any version, receive their first public exhibition or distribution in any manner other than as a theatrical motion picture release will not be eligible for Academy Awards in any category. Non-theatrical public exhibition distribution includes, but not limited to, broadcast and cable TV, pay-per-view video on demand, DVD distribution, in-flight airline distribution, which... I don't think that exists anymore. Well, wait, run through those categories again. Start with the first one. Broadcast and cable television. Wrong. It wasn't either of those. Right. Okay, keep going. Pay-per-view video on demand. Was not. Nope. DVD distribution. Nope. In-flight airline distribution. Probably not. I haven't been on a plane recently, but I'll Me take either. the... Okay. Internet transmission. Mm. Motion picture releases... No. Released but in no, yeah, no, you can't just log on to your computer and go to, you know, you have to have a Netflix account. But then it also says motion pictures released in such non-theatrical media on or after the first day of their Los Angeles County theatrical qualifying run remain eligible. Well, there you go. So, so there's the so ultimately they, they, the they, they would have had to have released those movies in theaters prior to at least one day before yep. 
they were released on Netflix. And I'm which sure is, uh, they, I yeah. never even considered that to be an option. Well, with the changing movie studios now and the fact that you've got Netflix producing, you've got Apple TV, produ- I mean, you've got all these different, like, Amazon. These streaming right. networks now. Exactly. Amazon, right. own, and I would have figured that there would have been some sort of, uh, some sort of entity to take over for movies released in that particular format, right? As opposed to, because I was I was always the Oscars was always had to be released in theaters uh, or at sure. the very least at a uh, a film festival sometime during the calendar year. Uh, I think that was oh, one well, of the it, little caveats everything's as well. Changing that, I mean. Well, I understand that it's changing. changing you dork. I- <laughs> <laughs> the way people, the way people um, consume content is changing remarkably. I mean, you look. You know, I, I have Disney Plus. I have CBS All Access. I mean, I, I I actually don't have cable. I'm I'm watching YouTube TV and everything here. Um, you know, everything's moving. You know, Disney Disney has the Mandalorian out, which was you know now it's TV series. But that's the way things are going. They're, they're right. Studios and everything are trying to control more of their own distribution and viewing platforms. I mean, that's why CBS's biggest show is that show Picard, the Star Trek Picard show, which is directly on their own platform, and you've got to pay to see it. I think you're going to see more of that. I think you're going to see more of the Netflix model where they're going to have more original shows, and, and, and seeing things in the theater is going to change. I think you'll, you'll see that more and more where... You have these home services um, with these prestige movies where people are going to, um, you know, it's going to be different how you watch movies and what, what's going to be eligible for Oscars. Right. But, I mean, have you ever, have you scrolled through your, uh, Netflix recently? Um, yeah. Okay. You don't think there's uh, just a little bit too much original content? Oh, there definitely is. Okay. I just wanted to... And, and- South Park actually did a, did an episode about that about a year or two ago. Did they? Where they were trying to develop a Netflix show, and it was basically Netflix was saying yes to everything. Oh, well, it seems um, like it. I don't, I don't know if you paid much attention to what they've got on there, but it's it's a whole bunch of there's a lot there that doesn't need to be. Let's put it that way. Well, I don't think I think if we take our combined lifetimes, there's there's more content there than any of us we could see if we combined our lifetimes. Uh, it would have, it's like they're they're making life. everything and hoping just you know throwing a whole pot of spaghetti at the wall and seeing which strand sticks, you know, right. and, and you know try to have, ride it out until. I'm thinking of that episode of Seinfeld where they pitched, you know, that'll be a show and that'll be a show. Right. <laughs> you know, That's what it is. But but Netflix, Netflix, you've got the you've got you've got a lot of stuff that's arguably. I, I don't disagree, but then you have the few that stick do really, really well, uh, like The Irishman. Like, um, in fact, I'm going to go down right now. Marriage I actually, story. As I'm sitting downstairs, I have the, um, I have the, um, the Netflix on right in front of me. You have a Taylor Swift documentary right now that's that's going in the Sundance. You have a bunch of. You know, a bunch of shows, they, they have the money that they can afford to bring these content out. You have a Netflix show, one of my absolute favorite shows is the Netflix show The Crown. It's incredibly well done. And as I've said to, to people, where where the, the world is going is they're, they're almost going to a British model where you have these smaller seasons of shows, and I know we're getting off of movies into TV, but you have these smaller seasons of shows which are like 
longer movies, longer episodic movies. Right. Uh, like The Mandalorian, like The Crown, like, um, you know, Sherlock, a bunch of these yeah. other ones. Yeah. Well, Netflix is also in bed with Adam Sandler, who's done a bunch of just straight to Netflix movies with Adam Sandler. But they all find an audience. Well, to steer this back into movies and the Oscars itself, I think I heard a reference. Uh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari won uh, an Oscar for Best Sound Editing. I honestly thought it was going to be 1917. This was, again, one of my incorrect predictions. But Ford versus Ferrari, wanted to see it, hadn't, haven't been to see it yet. Uh, we'll probably catch it when it gets on cable or whatever. But uh, I heard the winner mention that it was probably the last movie to ever be produced by 20th Century Fox, which is just, I guess, another example of the ever-changing way that movies are, you know, and movie studios and, and movie producers are, are changing, yeah. right? I mean, is this, I, I didn't even realize that 20th Century Fox was even going away. I didn't either. Well, it was purchased by Disney. Um, yeah. oh. and, and I, I, and I understand it's also the 21st which century Which is back to now, Mike's but, original uh, point right. about Disney, Disney owning, owning everything, everything. by 2028. Well, <laughs> if Disney doesn't own it, Netflix will, apparently. The two are like, you know, it's like the two gods up above, and they're fighting for control of everything. So there you go. Well, and, and Disney owns 20th Century Fox, and what they did was they renamed it like 20th Century Studio. They dumped the Fox off of it. That's the only thing that's gone for... A lot of reasons, and we're not going to get political, but right. one That's of the just... reasons they dumped it was the Fox thing. But yeah, right. I mean, there's a battle right now for content. I mean, the, the big one, going back to my my daughter again, um, you know, another one of her obsessions is Broadway musicals, and Netflix and Disney were just in a bidding war for the rights to show the original cast of Hamilton, because that that's already been filmed. Two weeks before the original cast left the show, they made a mo- they, they filmed the movie, so they have the entire original cast performing the play, and um, it's been cut into a movie. And Disney just paid seventy five million dollars to release it theatrically in twenty twenty one, and then put it on, and then it's going to be on Disney Plus. And Netflix was in on that bidding and drove the bidding up. Wow, so that's where you're going, and they're they're trying to control everything because. You know, the, the world is changing. You can watch everything on your phones. You can watch everything on the Internet. And, um, you know, you're thinking you go to a movie theater. You pay 15 bucks to go see a movie and all that. And in six months, you can sit in your chair and watch it on a huge high-definition TV with the same quality sound. Well, that's where it's going. And it certainly makes me wonder, too, how movie cinemas are going to continue to be able to, to kind of exist, really. I mean, I know they're trying. I've seen, you know, you go to the previews and Fathom events and, this, you know, they, they promote other things. Like there was like a, there's a big pay-per-view uh, uh, fight coming up in a couple of weeks that they were promoting. You can come to the theater and watch it. And it's going to have to be kind of more of that type of thing that's going to draw them in because it's like, right. I mean, how much longer are people going to want to go Especially given the price of movie tickets, you know, you you got to fight traffic maybe to get to the theater. You get there, you park, you know, you got to make, if you don't get your ticket ahead of time, the movie's probably going to be sold out. Then, you know, when you can just stay right. at home, you've got your nice big, you might even have a little home theater in your house. If you don't, you probably have a decent sized screen uh, and you can just watch it all, all at right. home and it's so much more convenient. In know. a weird way, it's actually probably helping small little community theaters as far as, you know, the the movie houses. Oh, like the one Mike was talking about the, where he went to see... Like, uh, I live on the Cape, and in Dennis, they do real well just showing movies like for Second like round. a week or two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And they'll do historical movies. Like last year, me and Diane went on the the uh, 
70th anniversary of the release of The Wizard of Oz. We saw oh. that there. Nice. But they do a lot of that stuff, and they do a lot of contemporary movies too. But they'll play them for like a week, maybe two weeks, and then they go on to the next one. So in some way, those theaters are probably doing a little better than they've done in recent years. I bet it would be fun to actually see Wizard of Oz on the big screen. I, oh, I know it was. Be, yeah, I imagine that would be yeah, pretty, would be. pretty cool. And the I original release of Wizard of Oz was actually released in the morning. It was like a 9 a.m. On a weekend, I would hope, or is it in the summer? It was something? August 2nd oh, okay. oh. of 1939 that oh, it was released, 9 a.m. Horrible reviews. Still was there. That's the thing. <laughs> wow, it was released on my mom's birthday. She it was Diane's yet, birthday. But, That's uh, why we went. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you get a lot of those funny stories. It's like um, when Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was released, it was a big deal. It was the first animated feature. Right. And they had a giant problem with it at Radio City Music Hall. And you know what it was? What? And this is TMI, but um, they had to change a bunch of cushions on the seats because kids were getting so freaked out they were peeing their pants and ruining the seats because no one had ever seen anything like it before. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I haven't heard before. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hadn't heard that either, but, uh, well, okay, there you go. Uh, any, there you go hey any other thoughts on the oscars themselves i was going to use the oscars to pivot to uh, another movie that we've probably all seen but we'll uh, pivot pivot okay i'll pivot then uh it was nominated for a couple of uh oscars but did not win any that would be uh star wars the rise of skywalker aka star wars 9 the final chapter mm-hmm. dun 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 all right so uh, I liked the, you know, I'm going to steal the line that Mike's probably going to say. I liked this movie the first time when I saw it 35 years ago. It was called Return of the Jedi. Okay. Now, you that there you go. Start the discussion from there. Go. I'm sure Mike I never saw it. Didn't care. You're so- wow. You're, no, you're, you're kidding. You're full right? of it, right? <laughs> I am full of it. You saw it three <laughs> times on the opening weekend. No, <laughs> I only saw it once. And to be honest with you, I was a little underwhelmed. If I if I got to be honest, I was I was a little underwhelmed, um, and I think it's a lot because of what Todd said. I mean, there was it was just kind of like, meh. I mean, they even brought the Ewoks back in at the very end of the movie. Like I, didn't I actually see didn't mind. Ewoks again. I really no, didn't that mind that. Okay. I didn't mind the Ewoks. I'm Fine. kidding. I'm kidding. They're cute. They're fuzzy. Okay. Blah blah blah. What? A... <laughs> uh, I don't think it deserved uh, the. I mean, there were a lot of really harsh harsh critics out there uh and i didn't i didn't think that was very deserved at all to be perfectly honest with you i thought it was just as entertaining as it needed to be uh and i was perfectly fine with pretty much i was fine with it from beginning to end i didn't see it you haven't no you're not a big fan i'm not i saw the original three then i saw the first three i haven't seen any of the last three because we forced you to see that first prequel. Because that was our first show. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that, that was one of our first. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Absolutely right. But I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, it 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 was. Um, without getting into spoilers, and I don't know if we're beyond that now. The the yeah, one character that returned. Yeah, everyone who wanted to see it already saw it, Mike. So spoil away. The, the, the one character who returned, you know, the, the kind of big bad. I was like. Um, Really? I, I still don't quite understand how that happened, and it was just kind of like, oh, well, I guess he's still alive, and or is he, a, is he alive? Is he 
Is he a, is he a clone? Is, you know, what the hell was going on there with Palpatine? And, um, you know, there, there was a little bit of fan service for everything. And there was some oh. that were incredibly, incredibly well done. And then there was some things that was just like, uh, I think you're reaching I think a lot of it was very fan servicey, and Todd is losing what is his it? mind. I'm sorry, Mike. You don't even know what's happening. Going back to what I had said before, uh, you know, you, we play music and you can't hear it. We were while you were just giving that little commentary, Mike. I had the Ewok celebration playing underneath you. <laughs> it sounded great. Your commentary with that underneath was just beautiful. But going back to what you know, the, the Ewoks. That's what I thought about it back in the day too. But anyway, oh, sorry. But that song back for God's sake. <laughs> I think it's still playing. I left it playing. I just didn't know. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Wait, I have to break out the CPR. <laughs> oh, really? Here we go. The one thing I liked was when Ray okay. tried to do his lightsaber and Luke came out of the flames. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. And there were some great videos, but, you know, you know, emo boy there, Kylo Ren, I, I never bought him. And it was like, oh, I don't really care if you get redeemed. You're, you're kind of a... I, I would have liked to have seen... I mean, if they were going to bring a character back, the one that they teased for the entire sequence was Vader. Jar Jar Binks. Oh. showing references to Vader. Oh, and then they don't even bring him back as a Force Ghost or anything. It, the only time they brought him back was at one point you heard Aiden Christensen say a line when they had all the different lines with Ray because they, they recorded... Um, I know Aiden Christensen recorded one. They actually managed to find Alec Guinness uh, saying something or they may have talked him up and reanimated. I'm not sure. Because it is Disney. They have the money to do that. Right. Um... I would have liked to see an appearance like Vader in the end over Palpatine. I think that would have been more impactful, but what do I know? You know, I'm just one of the unwashed masses. <laughs> well, <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's like I said, I didn't hate the movie. I, I didn't really mean, and it had to, you know, you figured, you know, they had to close up all the storylines. It was going to have to have a big finish. There's nothing else after this, the end. So, right. yeah, so everything gets tied up. It's just, and you know what? I and think they were it was. Pay off it, it, a was bunch of fan and it was. Service thing. I think it was destined to be Return of the Jedi for a new generation. I mean, again, each of these trilogies, I think, has been set up to pull in a new generation of fans. Our uh, our staffer Matt here tonight uh, grew up on the prequels. I mean, that was that was his. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. But he no, but he's a big Star Wars <laughs> fan, even because of those movies. Uh, well, uh, oh, those movies were absolute dog poop. We should let him get into a rebuttal at some point, but uh, maybe, wow. maybe we'll save that for another show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was trying to tell him that in a kinder way, but, uh, yeah, not my favorite trilogy either. But, uh, yeah, you know, but to each his own. I mean, the point is it, it, it still pulled him in, and he went back and, you know, obviously got him to watch the other movies uh, and uh, really enjoy uh, the, the whole story that is uh, Star I mean, Wars. you see Jar Jar Binks for the first time. How do you watch that? I mean, it's... That's a good point. Oh. I mean, yeah, your first. View. I was four years old. Well, he, he said he was, he was four years four old. Four years yeah. old. So, so Jar Jar is brilliant yeah, to a Jar-Jar four year old. You were so more intelligent at four right. than Jar Jar Binks was. <laughs> and you have to admit, you probably would have preferred watching like a cute little fuzzy Ewok over Jar Jar Binks. I mean, you know, I, I think. I would rather been. watch corgi puppies get thrown off a cliff than watch Jar Jar Binks. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, watch it. We got the Westminster Dog Show going on this week. Let's let's be nice. Be kind to canines. 
especially the corgis. Yes, and the corgis, <laughs> right? Well, I, I was at I was at Liz's house this summer. And the incredible Wonder Dog. We should be especially kind to him, right? I was at I was at Liz's house this summer, so um, I, I actually, you know, highly am a corgi expert now that I've been to Buckingham Palace. So. <laughs> Um, there we go. And by the way, Todd, as a private aside, and then we'll drop this. You just mentioned this. Today at work, we made a reference to a classic TV show that you will appreciate. Wishbone. Ah, uh, yes, Wishbone, of course. The the little PBS dog that's uh, solved a mystery. Oh, no, he went, he went back in history, right? He uh, he taught history, kind of, right? Isn't that what this? He was a dog that wore costumes. It was very funny. Right. And he was a, uh, what was he? He was a terrier, right? Uh, I don't remember. Wasn't he the same kind of dog that, uh, no that was clue. on Frasier, uh, Eddie? Yeah, he was a, you know, okay, this was supposed to be a small aside. Bill and Todd and Bill and Matt are probably already out the door. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, no, they're, they're, ripping, they're ripping off the headphones right as we speak. Okay, let's oh. let's move on. They're trying to find Ron Barr in that, uh, that, that uh, baseball card. Okay, now oh. you've just, now you've done I it. just remembered, um, actually, Diane was the one who read it, and she was not happy who they are looking at to replace Johnny Depp in the pirate movies. Zach Efron. Well, it could be worse. How? Uh, Ryan Seacrest? <sighs> That's true, but still. <laughs> hey, can I pivot off Star Wars for a quick sec, too? It's kind of a side... Obviously, yes. we've been talking about all the Star Wars movies. I never thought I'd see the day, speaking of Star Wars, that Harrison Ford would star in a movie... Opposite a dog. Speaking of dogs, and we were just talking about dogs oh, too. Oh, Call of the Wild. Yeah, Call I saw I saw the preview yeah. to that uh, uh, the other day. Uh, yeah, the cinematronic uh, dog Buck there, uh, who the, you know, yeah. obviously this is based on my the, wife, the great novel. My wife novel. is very dismayed that he's gotten so old. She, right, I, he it was, happens. He was always one of her favorites, and I just never thought like, I'd see him willing to say, "Yeah, I'll," you know, because Harrison Ford always seemed to be kind of choosy when it came to his movies, and now he's going to be playing opposite of, you know, uh, an as long as he doesn't retire dog. after this movie, like, you know, Sean Connery retired after. Uh, that the hell was that? Going to because he's going to do another Indiana Jones movie oh, at well, the age of eighty. Oh, no, no. <sighs> I wish I was making that up. But that's in the works. No, it's not. It is. Yes, it yeah. is. It's, it's no. going to It's going to be. It's all like no. going to be in his imagination from the nursing home or something. I don't. I, know. Don't, I don't know. It is absolutely in the works. I'm not making that up. Wow. Because the last one was so successful with Shia LaBeouf and and I don't even know what it was about. Mm. Uh, yeah, apparently he had a moment too. I guess during the, I, I didn't think it was a big deal, but uh, he kind of got some criticisms out there in social media. He got criticisms on Twitter, if you can believe it. Oh, people, well, he, people on Twitter are usually so bit. kind when they comment yeah, they're, too. They're, they're, oh really? No, Very they well balanced. No, the Oscar well balanced was, folks. Apparently, Shia LaBeouf's in a movie right now with a uh, with an actor who has Down syndrome, and yes. he got to present the Oscar, and it's the first time someone with Down syndrome ever presented at the Oscars, and it was kind right, of a big he deal. Was, he was kind of helping him along. Right, but people him... interpreted Shia's actions as, like, maybe being either condescending or, you know, or he was just trying to, like, make him hurry up or something, and it was not well, the case, which kind of unfair. I mean, I just... I suppose everyone's entitled to their opinion, but... Of course. Opinions right. are like... Yeah, you know, yeah, the problem is if, it, once it you get a reputation... Opinions are like, uh, you know, opinions are like... Uh, <laughs> 
I was gonna say I have at least two of them a day. Yes, <laughs> that's where they that's where they end up on Twitter too. Is right down the old uh, whatever. Yeah. Let's move, nobody cares. Roll about, on. Nobody <laughs> moving cares, on. Nobody cares about yours unless they ask you. <laughs> right. That's and that's very much like just like what I was gonna compare yes. it to. Anyway, moving. <laughs> Good we Lord. keep things clean here on the Toddcast. We, don't we try to. to anyway. we, we try not to get into the sewer. But no, Oh, my go. God. Oh, my God. What? What? It's huge happened in sports. What? Buster Douglas just knocked out Mike Tyson. <laughs> this, is, this is breaking. Oh, no. Wait a minute. This happened in 1990. Excuse me. I was going to say it's the 30th years. anniversary of Buster Douglas's upset there. Wow. So carry on. That's not breaking news. Okay, no, uh, how about the upcoming uh, James Bond film? Thoughts on that? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, James Bond. I will be seeing it. Always welcome. I am actually. Not I need to a see. Fan. I I feel ashamed. I have not yet seen a Daniel Craig Bond movie. I've I seen ashamed. every. They're, Bond. They've been great. I know, and I don't know why I haven't seen them. It's not that I've like been trying to avoid them. I just haven't seen them. What I like about the J- Daniel Craig ones, it's like a continuous story. It's mm-hmm. not like. The older ones where everything was just pretty much separate. This is pretty much a continuance for the most of it. I like I like the Daniel Craig yeah. ones. Actually, quick aside. Yeah, I've really enjoyed them. Hmm? What was that? Yeah. He said he really enjoyed them. He enjoyed them. Yeah. No, I was going to do a quick aside to Bill because he was talking about Daniel Craig uh, because Bill and I both saw Knives Out, a recent uh, release with right. Daniel I like Craig in movie. a much different role. Yeah, and we both liked it. It was a. And they've already, uh, I guess, they're going to do two more. They're going to make a franchise out of it. Mm. Why not? Out. Anything that makes more than a buck fifty at the box yeah, office that's is, true. is greenlit for a, a, you know, a prequel series and a sequel. Well, okay. So. Every horror. So back, mo- I'm sorry. Back every to horror Bond. movie Go ever ahead. made. <laughs> well, pretty much. Do you see that coming out Friday? Fantasy Island? I, yeah, I was telling these guys about that. I saw the preview for it. Uh, Dark and Twisted coming out on Valentine's Day of all the you know, occasions. But Well, uh, years ago, plane, years ago on Valentine's Day, didn't me and a friend of mine, we took our dates to go see My Bloody Valentine. Oh, geez. I watched that every year, even though it's a cheesy movie. Oh, God, yeah, that's... Wow. wow. Yeah, no, the, the previews look, I guess the people who brought us uh, the movie Get Out uh, are behind uh, the new Fantasy Island uh, reboot, which really is going to be nothing like uh, anything you saw on Saturday nights on television, I can no. say. No. <laughs> nope. No. Not even um, close. Yeah. Well, they've rebooted everything. Sci-Fi Channel last year rebooted the Banana Split into a horror movie. What? Yeah. yeah. Tra la la. La la la. I was a member of the Banana Splits <laughs> fan club when I was a kid. That's disheartening. Oh, can, you, you... can you name all four? Quick, Bill. What are their Not names? A... No, oh, I can't. Okay. Can Mike, can, Mike, can you name all four? Drooper and Snork. Snork was always my favorite. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> What's the everybody? <laughs> Get off this podcast. Look up Banana Split 2018 movie. 2018 and 2019. Yeah, you, you should go see this, Bill. It sounds like it'd be right up your alley. You, right you being the Turned former in, horror movie horror reviewer. Movie. On the... the banana split were killing people. Oh, gee. <laughs> and it is... Well, I, I think they may have been killing your children who were watching it growing up. I just... No, it's... Just see the it was... preview. I watched it. I was at work. I watched it seven times, and I was like, I don't know what I'm seeing. I've never seen the movie. I just can't, I couldn't stop watching the preview because I'm like, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Banana splits go psycho. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm not. I promise you, the banana splits was rebooted as a horror movie. You know what they haven't done yet as a live action movie, which would be good. How about Johnny Quest as a live action movie? There's something that hasn't been rebooted yet. Someone should. There you go. 
Someone should go you with know, that. There are reasons. Hey, hey, Netflix, get on it. <laughs> there are, <laughs> there say. are reasons that work. The Jumanji reboot with The Rock worked. And the one that came out this year with Danny DeVito and Danny Glover worked so much better than they had any right to, to work. I don't know if you saw it. I haven't. But the newest Jumanji movie was one of the funnier movies I've seen all year. I really had a belly laugh a few times in that movie. I'll have to take your word for it. No, it was excellent. It was really good. Okay. Yeah. I'll, well, no, I was gonna say, I'll, I'll see that if it's you know on the TV as I'm dying in a hospital. I highly recommend <gasps> it. I, I actually... Oh, wow. Highly recommend. It's just getting dark. What? <laughs> His deathbed movie. Apparently, Matt's uh, Matt's looking forward to that Fantasy Island movie a little more. Than... <laughs> All right. Matt, Matt, Matt will watch that Banana Splits movie and be right down there, let me tell you. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, Todd, steer us to something else. I mean, you, you, you're the well, one. Well, keep... he's the engineer. I, uh, I am the engineer of this train. I, I thought we'd pull into <laughs> train wreck. Yeah, train. Yeah. Thank, thanks, guys. Um,. Well, all right. Well, I mean, are there big... Uh, you guys are more up sometimes on these movies than me. I, I don't know what the summer release schedule is, what's supposed to be the big... I mean, you guys, I know you want to talk big action films, what's supposed to be coming out this summer that's... Uh... Well, before... Uh, I think before Matt got here, we were talking about how the latest Harley Quinn movie was a bomb. Oh, yeah, this surprised uh, me to hear. Yeah. Birds of Prey. They changed... And this is an Avengers according, movie? According to the other no, map, they changed the name of it. This is DC. It's oh. a... It's a D- the only the how only many of the DC, DC movies have been faring well compared to the Marvel movies though? I mean, because I know one. they've been trying to Wonder Woman. Okay, Wonder so. Woman was the only quality film among all of the DC ever, since since uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman series ended. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything that they've tried to tie into the shared universe has really sucked. Screw it up. <laughs> I don't. What know. about Black Panther? That wasn't DC. That no, was Marvel. That's Marvel. Oh, okay. Marvel. All right. Yeah. No. Any okay. anyone that any superhero movie that you hear is done well, Marvel. Got it. If Anything else? What? Not. <laughs> Except Wonder Woman. Funny, okay. Except Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was the exception to that rule. Okay. Uh, we'll have to wait. And uh, there's a sequel coming out later this year. Wonder Woman 1984, I believe it's called. Um, well, it's directed by the same woman. Uh, Mike probably knows more about that than I do, perhaps. But um, I'm fairly certain directed by the same woman. We'll have to wait and see if it's if it lives up to the original or if it gets bitten by the DC bug. But hmm. I, ironically, I, I, I will I will tell you this: um, you, the movies are actually right. I the, the opposite, and right now I'm not current on it, but we've been watching the DC TV shows. So Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and The Flash. So much better than any Marvel TV show that's been on there. Now that's interesting. So DC's excelling at the TV medium, whereas Marvel seems to be doing much better with the movies. The, the world Did... building that they've done, and I've only, you know, we're, we're a few seasons behind, obviously, because we're new to it. But the world building that they've done on TV with Especially Arrow, Flash, and Legend of Tomorrow. Well, it's it's uh, how they all usually referred to as the Arrowverse, I think. Yeah, the Arrowverse. Arrow, Arrow it, was it, the first one to really start building mm. on it. Yeah, it, it's been phenomenal. The, the, the stories are well done. The acting is well done. I mean, it's you know, they're on the CW, so you, 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 it is what it is, but they're, they're, the stories are compelling. 
and they they tie back into one big shared universe. And they usually have like one tie in a season or whatever that is, but they touch on each other and they're what it is. And it's a mystery how they could do that. And then they take Superman versus Batman. You know, literally the four of us could have written that movie and been successful. And they screwed that up to a point that they, 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 I mean, then they screwed Justice League up when you had all those iconic characters. I don't know how you do that. Well, that was the studio. They they put down the mandate that it had to be less than two hours, and then they yeah. had to recut the whole goddamn thing to make it all you know somewhat cohesive, and it just it Chopped destroyed it the whole thing. You know. That being just, said, I liked Affleck as Batman. I, I really did too. Did. I did too. And well, I mean, yeah. we got uh, Robert Pattinson, who's going to be should be fine. I mean, everyone's crapping on it because. He was in the Twilight movies, but you know what? Give him a chance. No one wanted Michael Keaton, and now everyone's like, how can you not have Michael Keaton as Batman? Right. Or Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Mm. That yeah, made no sense. When one. I first heard that, I was like, that makes no sense whatsoever. Right. But it worked. At least sure. for two movies, anyway. The third one, eh, not so much, but, um, you know, it worked. So I'm, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to write off, write him off, you know, out of, the, out of the gate. But I haven't, since Justice League... I haven't really been excited to see any of the DC movies that have come out. I didn't see Aquaman. I had no interest in, you know, Suicide Squad. Not really. Um, the Birds of Prey, I had no interest in whatsoever. Wonder Woman, mild interest. But uh, it's just in, from the, from the stories I'm hearing, it's just, you know, it, it doesn't, I, I, I just, I'm with Mike. I can't understand how the hell they could, Screw. Well, at some point, there's a saturation limit, isn't there? It's like, you know, it's like what the NFL's trying to do, and I don't mean to veer off into sports. We might do that later. Maybe we won't. But, you know, again, they, they're trying to play a game every day of the week, you know, and they're trying to ex- extend the season and add more games, you know. But it's the same thing, I think, with, like, a movie universe like Marvel. You have all these different characters, and at some point, you know, hey, you know, you know I love ice cream, but if you put a giant mountain of it next to me, at some point, I'm going to get real sick eating it. You know, I can only eat so, I can only enjoy it so much to a certain point. I think it's the same way with entertainment. The way we consume entertainment is much like food. You know, you have too much of it but and you're going to, you're going to throw up. Well, I, I, I get that, but <laughs> yeah. it's still, it, it hasn't, it hasn't hurt Marvel. That's the thing. No. Yeah. And I was going to say it, that Mar- it, Mar- Marvel's movies have sustained that because there's a storytelling and there's a cohesion to it, which... Well, credit to the writers, then, I guess, for being able to do well, that. Well, I think it's more Kevin Feige keeping everyone in line. Um, okay. And being and Disney having the brains to just say, you know what, Kevin? Here you go. Run, Run with, with it. it. We're going to keep our head. We're going to just sit back and make billions of dollars. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. <laughs> but, Pretty much. you know, the folks in charge over at D.C. are, you know, yeah, I, I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Sounds like they need to try to clone the, their own Kevin Feige then, or you know, to get well, these. Well, they the... they brought in. Um, there was somebody who worked. It was with, Zack Snyder, wasn't it? That did the... Yes, Zack. Yes, uh, Zack Snyder, um, who was with Marvel for a while and then jumped in and was supposed to be the Kevin Feige of mm-hmm. the DC universe. And I just don't think. I still think there's some there's some overlord who's, you know, coming down with the, the heavy hammer and saying, nope, you can't do that. And it's just, it's hog-tying everybody over there, and they just can't do what they really had a vision to do. Um, and it's too bad, because it would have been nice to have, you know, two 
two rival studios going at it for something like that. Well, then. there's my question. I mean, maybe maybe DC looked at this from the wrong angle. Maybe they should have tried to market a Super Friends movie or something. If that's you know, isn't that that's all that's yeah. DC Universe, right? I mean, maybe they should have they, tried to go from Saturday morning cartoon to big screen and. Tried. They tried that in Justice League. I mean, a version of it, and yeah, they right. screwed that up. Right, and I think I, I think the the steamroller of Marvel was just too well ahead of them mm-hmm. by the time they made the decision to start, you know, trying to pull that off. That they were just they've just been trying to do too much too quickly to try to catch up to Marvel, which was I think is going to end up being their downfall. They just need to slow down a bit. And just take it one step at a time and build that bigger universe. But you know, so be it. And like okay. Mike said, it's a, but they do great with the TV shows. Go figure. Maybe yeah. they need the TV writers to <laughs> jump into the movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you would think it'd be harder to write for a TV show because you're you're talking. You know, you have to stretch out the storyline over you know twenty to twenty five episodes, episodes. Uh, or even if you shorten it, maybe thirteen. But that's still thirteen hours of. Or, you know, minus commercials, but... Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that's where the model's going, is it's going to, you know, here we're in the age of peak TV, but that's where it's going. And, and I go back to The Mandalorian on Star Wars, on um, Disney+, Plus, the Star Wars series. The first two episodes were really slow, but they had big names in that, and they had, um, you know, a lot of commitment behind it. And by the, by the end of it, it was either 10 or 13 episodes, I'd can't remember off the top of my head, it was a 10-hour movie that's going to continue on. And that's, people want that it be, because there's so much more different ways to, to see it that, that people aren't going to be blown away. You, you know, you think back, you know, when we first started through the lens, we started with The Phantom Menace. And I remember Matt and I going three days in advance Three or four days, Matt, if you can remind me. I was good. I was actually going to bring oh. this story up to buy the tickets in advance. Yeah, we, you and I went to get the tickets in advance. Yeah. We started Woburn. I can remember that. Yes, I, we stood in line for about three hours. They had two ticket office, two ticket booths, one on either side of the lobby. One of them was just dedicated to selling tickets pre-sale for Phantom Menace, and everyone else was going to the other one. We waited in line for about uh, maybe a, maybe it's an exaggeration. Maybe it was an hour and a half, two hours. And uh, and Mike gets up to the counter and says, I'd like two tickets for Shakespeare in Love, please. <laughs> <laughs> the woman's jaw just dropped. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> nice try to get me to do a spit take there. but Sorry, I, I didn't realize okay. you were spitting. That's all right. I couldn't, I couldn't not you know, keep going. But um, I, <laughs> that was always one of my favorite stories about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that particular Phantom Menace episode of our lives. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but, but think of that now. In that, I, I remember doing that. Um, how long, you know, when they say now, tickets on sale for such and such a movie, when have you ever had the urgency to go three, four, five? You know, I had a, <clears throat> my friend John, who taught, I think you've all met, I know yeah. Todd knows mm-hmm. him, who bought tickets to see the Star Wars movie. I think it was three or four weeks. In well, it. they started selling them like, Nine, eight or nine weeks before is, yeah. you know, two months at least. And, and, I mean, I was like, oh, well, you know, I mean, hey, you got to make a plan. That's great. And there's no, no, no judgment there. But I have never even crossed my mind to buy tickets in advance for a movie anymore because they're on so many screens now. And it's just, 
I, I, you know, and maybe it's a it's a factor of being up where I live, but I never even worry about waiting in line to see a movie, even like the first weekend the movie's out. It's just because they're so wide, it's so widely available that it's just yeah, so, so much different. On so many different. screens, yeah. And, and it's just the way the, the world is going. I used to, uh, years ago I worked at a call center that was right around the corner from a theater in Worcester, and yeah. they used to, you know, if it was slow, they would say, anyone want to volunteer to go home and use your vacation time i'm like yes please <laughs> so i okay three four times a week i was getting out of work sounds like a scintillating job matt right well you know it was it was three i was working three thirty to midnight it was the most horrible shift in the world i get it i worked in a call center so too. I, I uh, you know by eight thirty nine o'clock i'm like pulling my hair and it's like i gotta get the hell out of here so they offered i'd say yes and i'd go and i'd go and i'd just go over and get to the movie theater and just buy a ticket for whatever movie was starting next. You know, it was just, I got to see a ton of movies when I was doing, you Kind of feels like there. the way Mike and I used to consume movies back sure. in the day, too. Uh, it's yeah. sort of like, hey, it's Tuesday night, it's 10 o'clock, let's go, let's go see a movie. Well, Usually I, that was your idea, though, Mike, I would say. You, you're the one who kind of did my, it. My, my favorite, you know, we're going to digress yes, here. Yes, of course. My favorite you know. Todd movie story, and he's probably going to figure this out real quick. Oh, yeah. I think I've already I figured already it out. Oh, yeah. It was at the Copley Place Movie Theater. And yep. We were, at a, we were at a local establishment that has been renamed and not in the same format. It's around 1992. <laughs> yeah, it was all you could eat wing night, and we had consumed a lot of wings and a lot of the accompanying beer. <laughs> I decided we had to go see The Lion King, and mm -hmm. I called... My girlfriend at the time, who was ironically the same name as my wife, but not the same woman, and convinced her that she had to come pick us up to drive us to Copley Square, and Todd fell asleep during the previous of Lion King. And when that movie began, I've never seen Todd jump that high in my life. <laughs> ah! so it was I, I was just about to try to find it on the uh, on the old... Uh... Uh, the illegal, uh, legally obtained the only video other one universe is Major League Two, where you and your roommate, who shall not be named, and I thank you. I didn't see it free in Boston. As we got there late, the guy had closed the box office. He's too lazy to open it, so he just let us in to see the movie free. Mm. Oh, here we go. I think I found it. Here it is. Unfortunately, again, Mike, you can't hear it, but uh... yeah, this is really exciting. Ah, it's in Mike's got his headphones up against the Bill's got his headphone up against the mic. Well, again, what, what made it so funny, as you said, Mike, is I was like half asleep, and then we're sitting in the very no, 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 front no, no, row. No. And... No, I, no, there was no half about it. Okay. We're snoring. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I remember doing a movie for but Through the Lens. We, we had I... had probably eight beers. Right. Right, because that's what we. That was part of our pre pre movie. <laughs> well, I, we'd have a couple libations prior to going. Yeah, exactly. I remember doing a movie for Through the Lens, and a lot of times my reviews would be based on what the audience reaction was. I was the only one in the theater to review Pokemon. Mm. <laughs> for I, good, for good reason. I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why. That was Through the Lens movie. I remember is going to see the South Park movie after taping it Through the Lens and walking out going. Okay, I'm not sure what I thought about that one. <laughs> that was intense. Uh, 
All right. Well, any other thoughts about movies or television here? Or yeah, uh, I'm not really sure what's coming out this summer. I haven't really looked into um, it too much. I'm not. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been. I mean, I. Know. I mean, what's the Avengers movie? I mean, obviously they always have one or two coming out every oh, summer. Oh, they're done with that for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Avengers. They're oh, I'm sorry. Not... I just meant Marvel in yeah, general. Like Marvel the, 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 does the singular. Next one. Which one? Uh, the next Marvel movie is going to be. What is it? Black Widow. Oh yes, Our, okay, right. yes. I'm sorry, Black Widow, uh, and then later there's actually only going to be two this year. It's going to be Black Widow and the Eternals. Uh, and the Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah, starring. Um, oh Jesus. Um, starring Jesus. I mean, wow. no, it's not. No, that should, not be, a, that should be an epic. Coming um, out with his own movie. It's awesome. Yeah. No. It's um, Angelina Jolie. Is oh. actually going to be in the Eternals. What are the Eternals for those of us who are not the quite Eternals in the Eternals? Are the universe? Uh, they're kind of. Uh, they're. I, I. I'm not a big. Ironically, I'm not a big comic book fan myself, so I don't have a whole lot of backstory about all this lore. But uh, the Eternals are kind of in the same. They're. A group of beings that have been around for many, many thousands of years, kind of like Thanos and, uh, you know, those sorts of entities all around the universe. Uh, And I'm not sure exactly what their whole... I'm impressed. Until I saw the Avengers movie, I didn't even know who Thanos was. So there you go. There you go. At least I'm impressed with that. Well, another movie coming out Friday is Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, but we're going to skip that. I'm one looking at a list right now, so I'm going to give you I'm going to just kind of scan through this and give you some and I'll let you react to well, it. Well, how about just ones you guys want to go see? Yeah, throw Well, that's what that's what I'm doing. Okay. So, in March, we've got A Quiet Place Part 2, which I thought A Quiet Place was absolutely phenomenal. I'm not sure if they needed to tell a second story, but I'm hopeful for that because it was so so unique. Yeah, I still haven't seen the first one, and I saw a preview to the second one, and it looks like John Krasinski is not in it. Well, he actually is. He is in it. Okay, well, he wasn't mm-hmm. in the preview. Found a trailer release where they showed that he's in it. There's a 3D oh, really? version okay, of Mulan one, coming out on the 27th of March. And actually, I was gonna, Mulan was the next one to talk about. Mulan, I actually, of all the Disney live-action remakes, this one looks like they've, it's not a musical. It looks like they've tweaked the story enough to make it its own movie. I'm very intrigued by Mulan. Then coming up in April, we have the James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Right. A new Trolls movie. So you get that to look forward to. Gotta run right out for that one. Uh, and then this one that I didn't realize was coming out in May, we have Black Widow, which I knew yep. was coming out. And then we have one here listed for May 8th, 2020, starring Oscar winner Reese Witherspoon... Yep. Yes, Legally Blonde. Three. No. The new Scooby-Doo movie coming out on May 15th, which I've actually seen the preview for. It's actually the Scooby-Doo and Shaggy origin story. <laughs> Live action or animated? It's animated. It actually looks better than it has any right to be. Saw reboots coming out May 15th Ruh-oh. also. Yeah, June is Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, and then a bunch of others in the Heights, which I will probably see in the Heights because it is the it is the movie version of Lin Manuel Miranda's first Broadway musical, and my daughter will force me to see that. Top Gun Maverick, a movie no one was asking for. 
but we'll probably all go to see talk about guilty pleasures. Go, I didn't realize another mm-hmm. Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming out in July with uh, with the original cast minus Harold Ramis, yeah, obviously. With the one that's yeah. dead. Uh, Free Guy, which shot in Boston, where he, where he stars as a a character in a video game. We have a new Minions movie coming out, so you have that to look forward to. Ghostbusters Afterlife with, in fact, Paul Rudd. And then we're getting into Jungle Cruise, which I've already said is going to make all of the money. And then in August, because you needed it, Bill and Ted face, face the music. <laughs> Wait a minute, Keanu Reeves is going to reprise <laughs> Ted? Or they yeah. just recap? Okay, really? Wow. That's why, that's I mean, I know Bill desperately that. needs the work. I saw him in the Super Bowl commercial. I was going to say, but, that's why they threw that in the commercial. Oh, I, was, I, I, was, I, I mean, I, Keanu doesn't need the work. I mean, wow. No. Okay, that, that's... Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. we're we're, get, we're getting wow. into. I'm now down into. Let me look here. Well, Square pegs the movie. Halloween Kills with Jamie Lee Curtis. So we're going back to um, Michael Myers again. Yeah, enough November of that. Remember the Eternals, the Marvel, and we have in November Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, is, they, is that with two yeah, versions according to Bill? Uh, one to air and. Japan. For each continent that uh, gets the winning result. How about the one that ends in a tie? Or, you know, like, Clue had six different endings. I mean, they could come up with a couple more if they were imaginative. A new, a new Dune movie comes out in December. A West Side Story movie directed by Steven Spielberg in December. Coming to and America, too. Because, because you needed this, coming to America, yes, with the number two instead of the T.O. Oh, that's so clever! <laughs> Paul, <laughs> John Amos, James Earl Jones, Wesley Snipes. So they're going back to coming to America. And Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Well, of course he will. Eddie Murphy will ha- is in Will Act for Food. Um, so that that's what you got. You, you've got a bunch. Hey, of- he wasn't bad when he came back to host Saturday Night Live after uh, like a thirty-five year absence. There's really not a lot there that I'd, I'd say I'd want to really see. No, it seems. Yeah, like there's a, really no. You know, you can all you can all wait for it to end up on Netflix. I'll see Bond or, or Disney. <laughs> I will see Bond, and I will probably see the Jungle Cruise because it's another Disney ride movie that makes sense to me to make as a movie. Like Pirates, you could go beyond what the ride was, and Jungle Cruise actually looks like they beat it into an epic story. And it's Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, so it's like, uh, all right, it's two really good actors. Having fun in an action movie. How many different rides at, uh, at Disney have become movies? We've got Country Bears. Yeah. We've got Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. We've got Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Believe it or not, It's a Small World was a proposed one in the 70s. I'm not sure it was made or not. Um, How about Tomorrowland? Wasn't that a movie? Yeah, but that wasn't a, that wasn't based on the ride. Oh, okay. Ride. Fair enough. Didn't know. Just really weird. They stole the title. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would I would pay to see It's a Small World the movie if it was done right, basically as a horror movie, where nope. the entire movie was people trapped on the ride and the dolls were dragging people off to their death. Mm-hmm. Well, couldn't they do that with <laughs> Tower of Terror or no? Like... That was a made-for-TV movie starring the immortal Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Wow. And Tower of Terror was based, as we all know, on the Haunted Mansion. So, I mean, and then there's also, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, Disney's trying. I mean, they've, they've got a market because they have to own everything. 
Um, they have to make all of the money. You know, I'm personally waiting for Hall of Presidents, the movie, where we see the murderous Miller Fillmore go through and kill all the rest of the presidents. Ooh. I, mean, that, I would pay money for that. That sounds riveting. Only if it's Miller <laughs> Fillmore, who is the most effective president to be a murderer. Wait, you'd say Fillmore is the most likely to be a murderer? No, I think he was asking. Miller Fillmore. No. Definitely. Oh. Well, not, he had to, he had, he had to make his legacy somehow, right? I mean, other than being named Millard, the only president to have that name. Well, we know Abraham Lincoln was a vampire hunter. Oh, yes, that's right. I, that's I true. forgot about that. Good point. And there were some people who can just go shoot people in Times Square and not have any repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, yeah okay. That's Thank you. That's as close as we're going to get to that topic. That's it. And, and if, you're in, what? if you're in my house, you hate Thomas Jefferson because he, she led to the de- he led to the downfall of Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. We're big Alexander Hamilton fans in my house. Right. Because I have a 10-year-old who won't even spend a $10 bill because it has Alexander Hamilton's picture on it. Wow. We've got that <laughs> going for us, which is nice. Yeah, so you, you can keep paying her allowance in $10 bills. She'll refuse to spend it. You can bank it, and there you go. Wow. Yeah. It's, 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 no, she it's, just converts it to Amazon gift cards and buys Legos. Oh. <laughs> her house is now made up. Hey, speaking of that, I, I watched a few minutes of that Lego this series that just oh. premiered. Like, uh, did you watch any no, of that? No, Phenomenal. No. Absolutely. It looks, I mean, the, what these people were doing, I don't know how much time they had. I, I missed the part where it said how much time they had to build these things but or construct them. But, hours. 15 hours. 15 hours? Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, they're building the amusement park there. That was something. That was impressive. And it's hosted by the best, the, the, the actor who was the greatest Batman of all time. The Lego, Lego who we Batman. forgot. We were talking, you brought up all the great Batman actors. You well, forgot Lego Batman. Well, it was Joker. And Zach Joker Galif- Oh, Joker. We were doing Joker. Joker. Oh, and Zach Galifianakis, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, Lego Batman, don't sleep on that. That is one of the most underrated Batman movies of all time. Especially because they make many Adam West references in it. Oh, now I'm going to have to go see it. Yeah, okay, you're right. I'll have to go watch Dude, it. you've never see seen it. Lego Batman? I have not, no. I've only seen... I actually, I actually own it. And my, my Allison only watched it with me once. I think it's safe to I say mean, the next time I'm visiting in Maine, I know what I'm going to you're visiting, watching. oh, you're absolutely watching. We're, we're having a Lego movie marathon, if you okay. haven't seen it. Lego Batman movie. Can I build something out of Legos while I'm watching it? No, <laughs> Uh, we have an entire, you know, back off. You, you were at my house Lego in November. Room. I know. Yes, I've seen. I've yeah. seen your your daughter's work. Very impressive. What she's uh, done. She could be in the show that I was watching. This... Believe it or not, she got more Legos. So you know, you can walk on Legos all through my house. Awesome. Must be fun with bare feet. <laughs> yeah. I stepped on one last night. I almost threw them all away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. But, do we, do we yeah, have anything so, I mean, else in the world of entertainment we want to toss out here? I was gonna, I was gonna pivot to sports if you guys want. Ah, just to some main. There yeah, were two sports movies on here. Oh, okay. Yes. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Okay. And what was the other one? The Football Club. The Football Club. Live action short. Oh. <laughs> so they were nom- nominated. Great, hey, one last great. movie thing. Did anyone see that Adam Sandler movie, which I thought was going to get some kind of Oscar mention, but it didn't. Uh... No. Was the one about the diamond? Yes, and I already forgot the name of it. I did. I did not see it. I mean, Nor did I. it was a great sports movie on beginning of 2019, and it'll go down to my strength. But um, another one that I recommend is called Fighting with My Family, and it was produced by The Rock. The Rock, yeah. I've, I, I've it's story, seen it's a, a story about Paige, the WWE wrestler. Right. It's really good. 
I saw it. I, it was one of the few I saw in the theaters, and it was thoroughly entertaining. Um, a really good story. I think you can see That's it on enough. Hulu now. It, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is on Hulu. Here, I'll give you a few seconds, Mike. You want to tell us who's going to win at WrestleMania? What are we up to now? What That's number? That's not been determined yet. What number are we up to this year? I was taking on uh, Brock Lesnar. 36. But we're not sure about the Fiend Bray Wyatt, who he's going to take on, though it's rumored to be um, Roman Reigns, even though the Fiend is actually taking on Goldberg at the Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. Friday. On the 27th, which I love because I have a way to watch these which i'm not going to disclose on a public webcast no problem. and on a third since they're on a thursday at 1 p.m you can imagine what my lunch four hours is going to look like that thursday <laughs> your lunch four hours that ought to be interesting yeah that, that should be good you guys all know you guys all know the nature of my job and i can get away with yes you. yes, yes. Uh, so wait, this is you said this is this is the 36th wrestlemania i believe so and yeah. where are they going to hold this wrestlemania one? that's going to be in tampa I will, in fact... Tampa where? What, the football stadium or the inside, uh, the, where the lightning play? Or? At the football stadium. Okay, it's going to be outside. Yeah. Carla Flair will likely be fighting for the NXT world title against Rhea Ripley. Becky Lynch is going to be fighting probably... Um, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, Shayna Baszler, because Shayna Baszler came back last night and bit her in the neck and blood all over the place. And nobody cares about um, who Bailey fights. No, no. You, so you're still watching the film, clearly. You know <laughs> I will confess that for, for the Royal Rumble, I actually subscribe to the WWE Network, and I need to cancel it so I, my free month doesn't go on to a paid month. But um, yeah. I will probably find another email address to subscribe to WrestleMania. What do you think of AEW? I actually haven't been watching it. I've caught some of it. I like it. it. It's definitely a lot more violent. So this is a new wrestling federation or league? It, or? It's called yeah. AEW All Elite Wrestling. Are there any former like WWE wrestlers? Chris Jericho's the champion. Okay. So uh, names Cody Rhodes was just, uh, in order to get a match against somebody last week, he had to take 10 lashes. And you could <laughs> see... Belt, yeah. Yeah, you could see the skin <laughs> Ooh, okay. breaking. He. Wow. I, I read the recaps on it, Bill, but I, I have to make some, um, you know, I have a definite non-wrestling fan in my house, so I have to make some... Concessions. Um, concessions. Yeah. And so I have I have purposely not allowed myself to get into AEW, because I think I could. Um, so I, I, I'm now on a, a schedule where I watch um, Raw on Monday night, live, and then I've gotten to this thing now, and it's awesome because I feel like I'm a kid again. The Friday night SmackDown, I get up at, you know, 8 in the morning, and I get my breakfast, and I go down and watch Saturday morning wrestling. Wrestling? Okay, that's like being a kid, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the true. Old, the old yeah, days eight, on Channel 38. AEW's mm. on Wednesdays. It goes up against NXT. Mm. And there's actually a show on uh, Sirius XM called Busted Open that uh, talks about wrestling. Bubba Ray Dudley's one of the... Uh, co-host from time to time. So is Mark Henry and Tommy Dreamer. You want to hear a good podcast? Chris Jericho's podcast is excellent. I've Talk heard. Jericho. Yeah. I've um, heard. When the guy, I was about to say we might have the makings of a new podcast right here at the BMC. <laughs> We're going to wrestling now. Well, yeah, and the man. thing is, if if you know WWE, the, the, the guy who played Dean Ambrose is now John Moxley in AEW. Right. And when he quit WWE, 
he went on Talk is Jericho and did about an hour and a half podcast describing why he left. And um, it is fascinating because he goes deep into the inner workings of what's going on in WWE and what they have to go through. I highly recommend it if you want to hear behind the scenes and how they put those promos together, how they put everything together, because he was so disgusted by it. He just laid everything out, and it was it was absolutely fascinating. And like I said, I, I, I've watched it. You guys have known me for more years than I can to admit now that I think about it. More than 20 years. <laughs> yeah, no, it's longer than 20, Bill. I said more than 20. Between everyone in Studio B tonight, I'd say about 65 years, Mike. Bill, Bill, put it this way. They're on thirty. They're on WrestleMania 36. Okay? Yeah. Correct? When we all started to meet, it was at Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And the big event, and I know a couple, I know I went, and I, I'm sure a couple of others went, was when WrestleMania 14 was in Boston. 14, okay, so 22 yeah. years, so was, yeah. But that was, oh, I was at that, too. Yeah. I went. Yeah, I went to that, and that was the, that was the Austin Tyson Shawn Michaels one. Yep. Right. Kane uh, slammed that choke slam. Pete Rose. Yep. It was Kane. Kane and Undertaker's first match, and it was it was. Um, I just watched it the other day. Actually, you used to wear your South Park hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still into South Park and wrestling. In fact, yeah. I think I may have told you guys in November, but I, I work at a radio station. Um, this is getting way down. You know, I can see our numbers plummeting off. But who cares? Um, and we had a bunch of stuff on one of our office doors, and it was all these pictures and everything. So as we were taking them down, so we were cleaning some stuff up. Um, as we took them down, took the layers down, we uncovered an NWO for life sticker that I managed to salvage, and now sitting on my office door is an NWO for life sticker. Wow. <laughs> nice. Throwback. Yeah. I was going to say, so, bring, bring me Saturday Night Main Event. That was one of my favorites. Oh, they uh, were great. But but WrestleMania, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually hoping Ronda Rousey comes back because um, last year's main event was really good. The only unfortunate part was I watched it live. And because WrestleMania has to be like 45 hours long, the main yeah. event was on it like 12-15. But it was Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair, and if they can they can come close to equaling that, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a hell of an event in their hands because that was one of the better matches I've ever seen. I mean, it was just so well put together, and um, the Becky Lynch character has been outstanding. I mean, just really fun to watch. At some point At soon, though, I think they're gonna have her lose the title. Maybe. Maybe it might be time, but she ain't gonna, you know, it, it's hard to say because she's had it for a year and she's getting more and more popular. But, um, I, I Charlotte Flair will not win the NXT title, that the, the, there's no need of winning that. She's the, is, though, she that, doesn't need to win a title to be up there. I'll say this I'm, I'm impressed. It sounds like there's a lot of a lot more women wrestlers now than there were. Oh, there are. There are a lot, I mean, it's really more women like that are own league, good wrestlers, really. yeah. Oh, Todd, Todd, the, the, the women's storylines are better. The, the wrestling, the storylines, and the character work for the women are are consistently better than the men. And do they pull in a, a large female audience? Yeah. Well, last year, they, they, they this Becky Lynch, they, they were bringing her up, but they were setting her up to, to fight against Ronda Rousey in November at the Survivor Series. And 
what happened is in one of the setup events, uh, something went wrong. Oh, Nia Jax, yeah. Nia Jax punched Becky in the face and didn't pull it enough and basically broke Becky Lynch's face. And there's a visual of, and she, Becky carried on and went up through the crowd. And there's this visual of Becky Lynch covered in blood, still taunting Ronda Rousey. Um, but because she couldn't wrestle in November because she had a concussion, they built it up to WrestleMania, and they made the, the women main event to WrestleMania. Yeah, and it was be, it was better than any match on the card. And the, the storytelling that they do and the character where they do consistently is as good or better than the guy. It's not like the old days where they were doing the minute and a half matches. They were there for the TNA. It, it is really good character work, and they've got some rest like Charlotte Flair doing like moonsault backflips off the top of the ring and they've had him I'm assuming that's Ric Flair's daughter yeah okay yeah. and yeah. she's one of my favorites she's incre- she's an incredible athlete you probably heard that uh Rocky J- Rock the Rock's daughter just started training down in uh their performance center yeah yeah so yeah the the, the women's character where she'll be a star it's nice paper <laughs> in the 90 it's 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 you know they they're they're taken much more seriously and it's phenomenal character work. In fact, I actually like the women's stuff consistently better than men. And because they just, especially the, the storyline that they've been doing with Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler and when she was in at Ronda Rousey, it was, and Rousey, for someone that wasn't in WWE, kicked it up so quick. Her, her first match was amazing. And she was so consistently good. At what she did, and so believable that it was it was great TV. It really was great TV. Yeah, I think this year they're gonna start veering toward the battle of the four her horsewoman. That could happen at SummerSlam in Boston. That's it yeah, because it's too early for uh, WrestleMania because nothing's been developed enough. Well, Rousey's not back yet either, but I think they're gonna shoot for that. And, and let me tell you, when that happens, it will main event pay per view. And it will be the biggest. It will be the biggest story out there. Easily. They had an all. They had an all women's pay per view, that was consistently one of the best ones of the year. And they didn't repeat it. Really, yeah, they didn't repeat it because they they had to make more money going to Saudi Arabia. But the yeah. women have even wrestled in Saudi Arabia, which is a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, Natalia and was it Sasha Banks? No, it was Natalia. Not no, Becky Lynch. Be- uh, the the Be- Marine there. Um, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, that's right. Yeah. All right, well, you guys did a wonderful job hijacking the wrestling minute and turning it into wrestling <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> but I did want to, this is actually a good segue because we're going we're gonna to move, yes, we're going to move from one Vince McMahon successful uh, entity to maybe one that's a little less successful that debuted this weekend. Round two, if you remember the one from 20 years ago, yes, I'm talking about the return of the XFL and uh, did... Any of you guys see any bits of the games this no. opening week? Unfortunately, no, because I don't have subscriptions to any live TV services that oh. would allow me to do so. Because these games were all on the regular networks, Fox, ESPN. Right, uh, which you need a cable games. subscription to right. stream online or... There are you. There are free apps, but you need a cable subscription to sign into them, or you can you can sign up for things like Hulu Live or YouTube TV. That you mean you haven't gotten you haven't to, gotten that infomercial where the guy's saying you can go out on your boat and you can uh, you can get the thing for your television? <laughs> it's uh, 
Yeah, like 1995. Those, <laughs> those don't work at my house. Okay, all right. Um, I wanted to. I had every intention of seeing at least one or two of them, to be perfectly honest with you. But I yeah, unfortunately I, could not. Yeah, and unfortunately, I just don't see – it's just going to be like the first league. I don't see how this is going to last much beyond – I mean, I think, you know, they probably – they got some decent ratings this week. But, again, I think it's the curiosity factor more than anything. Also, people just jonesing for more football. But once you've watched a little bit of it, I mean, it's, you know – it's competitive, yeah, but it's a watered-down version of, of professional football. And the truth is, I mean, yeah, try, I think, if anything, the real question is going to become what little nuances have they put into the XFL that might get adopted by the NFL later on. Uh, the early reviews seem to be, well, they, you know, instead of kicking an extra point now, you have three different, you have one, two, and three-point three conversions. Point options, yeah. One-pointers from the two-and-a-half-yard line, which is the current two-point conversion line in the NFL. Then you got from the five-yard line, that conversion be two points from the 10 yard line it'd be three three points points. so that that changes something the other thing that i think i heard got brought up a lot uh is when they go to the booth for review you actually get to see it live and you hear what the folks in the booth are saying Mm -hmm. and how they come to their decision as opposed to nfl will never do that no they won't (laughs) too bad for that that's probably the best idea that that should get picked up by the The other one was the kickoff i guess the, the kickoff, the, the kickoff, kickoff had a weird formation. I can't quite describe it. I guess is, the, well, it's they kick off from the twenty-five yard line, right? But the the then, only two people allowed to move before it are the kicker and the receiver. The receiver, the return guy, you mean? Yeah, right. The return, the return guy. The okay. the returning team lines up at the thirty. Right. All right. So all and then so they're like a few yards a few yards ahead of the return guy. I did see this part. I right. Did, yeah. So they're lined up at the thirty. The return team is lined up just five yards in front of them at the thirty-five, mm-hmm. and neither of that neither of those lines are allowed to move until the receiver touches uh, the ball, catches right. the ball, or it's been on the ground for three seconds. Mm-hmm. Then they can start moving. So it's it's eliminating that full sprint sixty-yard run and people just leveling each other down sure. at the other end. Um, right, and it, it, it beats the old a, scrum format they had for the first XFL. Right. Where, and, yeah, you know, from a, safety form, uh, from a safety point of view, it, it I think, is not a bad... No, no I could it's see that football. one getting picked up by it's the NFL. It's football. It's physical. I don't like it. <laughs> well, right. I it's mean, better you, than flag football, which is probably where the NFL might end up someday. So to avoid that, at least this might be a compromise. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Mike, you have any thoughts on this at all? Or I, 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 now I didn't get a chance to see the games. I've watched some highlights. That's a, that's what I did on YouTube I, as well. Yeah, it's about all I ended up seeing from the I few minutes I watched. And, so. and saying that you, I, I, I don't think it's going to rival the NFL. No, but. I actually think that this is going to be a much better product than what you had back in, I think it was 2001, when the XFL was out again. Correct. Right. It, it's not – the one thing that they got away from was they're not trying to be a WWE-type league. They, they've, no. they've distanced themselves from that. Oh, no, it's a real production it's with a, real a, announcers. A, I mean, they're not – It's, it's, it's right. straight-up It's a straight up spring league. Right. right. That's that's what they're – The announcers aren't from the WWE either. These are like real football people. Right. I mean – Well, yeah, 20 years ago, they had WWE people producing it and, and commentating on it, right. and they haven't done that. I I think that you, you have a real shot at making this a spring league that could that could be viable. You've got someone behind it with deep pockets. You're not it, it, will it be a rival of the NFL? No. 
Will it be a spring minor league that can improve and be a beer league for the NFL? Absolutely. And I think that down the road you'll see some things. And I watched the kickoff, and I guess the overtime rules are like a best of five where they have five plays. I I haven't completely understood that because they haven't had an overtime game yet either. Right. But uh, the kickoff rule, to me, when I watched the kickoff, I went, that was kind of interesting. It is. How Mm. they did that. And they're trying to speed up the pace of the game. They're they're doing it. 25-second play clock. Yeah, that'll help. Yeah. I mean. They've got a shot, and they've got a shot at doing this right because they're not doing it stupidly like they did it last time. Right, and I think they're I've, much better funded than than the the um, Alliance of American Football was last year. Right, so yep. yeah, no, that, you've got a shot at making this work. I mean, right. and I think be, they're they're playing at a lot of smaller venues too. Yeah, uh, soccer pro- stadiums in essence. Is, I think you, that's yeah, rather. basically. Uh, so or, it looks like it's much, full or much old. Right, exactly. You, you have the same amount of people as the a you know the AFL that was out last year did, but. Right. You're not sitting in a stadium that you know holds 110,000 because it's a you know. So they all draw the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, they yeah. probably well, okay. probably. well, there's a team in LA too. I think they're playing in that same place. That's what where I they're, mean. They're playing in the, the same. Yeah, they're, they're playing in the same. same Be sad stadium. if they get more fans. They might though. The Chargers will sell out their first game in that new stadium because everyone will want to see Tom Brady play in the Chargers game. Ah, there's the so segue we, I was waiting for. I was going I don't think that's happening. Uh, you know what? I don't care. Well, wait a minute. Okay, so Matt, what do you, what do you, when you're saying that's not going to happen, what do you think is going to happen? I, well, I don't think he's going to be in San Diego. No, you're, you're right because San Diego uh, Chargers are no longer a right, franchise to be right. LA. LA, whatever. I've only heard like three other people say that like in the last day and a half, so Either that's way. kind of why I snapped at you there, Matt. I know. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I just... Yeah, I. I, I, I don't know. I don't I, see him going anywhere. I don't see him. I, I honestly don't see him trying to go somewhere and start from scratch either, regardless of. Uh, he, I'm about this. You know, I'm only a couple of years older than him. I don't want to go somewhere and have to start fresh. I want to stay where I know. That I it's a known thing, in my opinion. Someone I offered. See, you. I could see him retiring. Really? No. I don't see that. I don't he, see... he sounds like every indication that he's given is that he wants to continue to play. Mm. He still has something, I think, to prove. I think he just enjoys playing football, too. I, I you know, I think, G- Giselle be damned. I, I mean, think Philip Rivers should retire. He's, I think he's one of the well, most. He, he, the Chargers have retired from him. Yeah, yeah, he's one, to me, up. he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks in NFL history. You may be right about that. I mean, what, 16 he, years and no Super Bowl? He puts Bowls, up a so. lot of stats yeah, that means long. nothing. Yeah, I mean, I think he's led the league in interceptions a couple of times too. Sure. And for a lot of the mistakes he makes, people, if it was a young guy, would say that's a rookie mistake. He's made rookie mistakes his whole career. He's never missed a start though in in his 16 year career. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I and mean, that's you know, you know, and, and, and circling back a little bit to the Brady thing, I I I just want it to be over. I don't care. You well, know, you're I, gonna have you're gonna have at least another thirty something days of this until March, you know, mid March. No, That's how long this is going. The thing is, if he leaves, fine, you know, and it will suck if he goes somewhere else. Especially if he goes to Miami or the Jets, you know, my not the Jets, but Miami. I've heard that rumored in there. Miami but, and Tennessee seem to be the yeah. The two it won't top change ones. the fact that we got six six rings out of them. Right. You no, know, and <laughs> we've had a good run. Yeah, we had a good run, and you know what? 
I hate to say it, but everything ends. So sometimes you got to pull the Band-Aid off. No, I know. I, I, this is exactly what I said on, on uh, Time Out last month with Howie uh, on, the, on the TV show. It, it just, yeah, frankly, it's, you know... As a fan, as a Patriots fan, I don't want to see him leave. I want to see him. I want to see Brady play his whole career with the Patriots. And even though that might have come at the cost of losing Jimmy Garoppolo, so be it. I still wanted Brady here, and I'd like to see him finish his career in Foxborough. I just, I, I've at this point though, based on everything I've seen and heard, I've at least tried to get. I've tried to accept the fact. I don't think that's going to happen. I tend to disagree with you, Matt and Bill. I I don't think he's going to finish his career here. He's not done playing. He will play somewhere else. He'll pick up and move. Uh, Everything you said, Matt, I think it's a lot easier for someone with the resources he has to just kind of pick up and, you know, move the family wherever they need to go. And, in fact, maybe the the kids will go to school in one place and Giselle will be in another and and, and he'll just fly back and forth into the, you know. I'm not even talking family. I'm just talking on fields, you know. Yeah, his. I just don't see how he's going to stay at this point because I think he wants the 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 respect payday. I'm not saying he necessarily almost like a retroactive one. I mean, if you if you pay someone based on the talent level they're at currently, Brady should not be getting paid more money as he's turning 43 for the next season. But in reality, he's taken a lot of pay cuts over the years to stay with the, you know, to kind of help the Patriots and to get the right pieces around him so he could win six Super Bowls and. I just and if, think if, he's gonna... if that was something that was really important to him, I am almost positive that somewhere along in the years past, Bob Kraft has pulled him to the side and said, listen, just do what we tell you. When you retire, you're taken care of for, you know, you're going to get a, a truck just full of hundreds. And probably he's, he's, he's going to end up, he's going to hand him a hundred million dollars and say, thank you. Right. And, you know, right off into the sunset. Well, again, I mean, you know, obviously Brady's already got more money than anybody anyway. So right. between his, his family him and his wife combined, didn't you combine their incomes? Sure. But, but, right. but, but you look at it and, and you wonder, it's like, it also, to me, I mean, you know, I'll always, I'll always respect him and, 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 you know, be a fan of what he did here in, in, in New England. But when when you get right down to it, what if he goes to, and this was a rumor, to like the Vegas Raiders? It's a hot rumor. It's been one for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and so, so you, you get that one that's like, all right, Tom, now you're just clearly going for the money and clearly yeah. not going, you're going to a worse situation and you're going to just. You know, with the, you know about legacy and all that. I mean, clearly, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's you know well, the first ballot Hall. Of Fame. Well, see, Mike. Though, if you listen to some of the arguments, I mean, the Raiders have the left tackle and Trent Brown, who, of course, you know, blocked for Brady when they beat the Rams in the last Super Bowl, yeah. and they've got they've got better skill players than the Patriots currently have. Uh, you know, the way they you know the the receivers played around Brady yeah. this past season. They're gonna go to Vegas and they'll win eight games. At the well, maybe Brady gets them to eleven or twelve. That's what they're thinking. And they, they're going to try to sell that on him. And and it would be interesting if he chooses a team that comes into New England next year. Which, well, right, yeah. Which, you know, I, I would try to act as a boy because that could be, you know, it could either be the, you know, Vince Carter, who was just here, gets a standing ovation from the opposing fans. Everyone let you have a tribute video to Vic Brady. But knowing that, in some opinion, the Patriots fans, especially the younger generation, are some of the biggest knuckleheads in the NFL. 
he'll probably get booed out of the stadium and there'll be death threats because he comes in a different uniform. Yeah, I don't think that's – I just don't – I mean, yeah, there'll be a few yahoos that feel that way. They're going to be a very small minority. But let me throw this at you. We've got we've got uh, Bill, Bill the Real McCoy here, of course, uh, from Through the Lens, but also a diehard Dallas Cowboy Dallas fan. Cowboy. I've heard some rumors that maybe if the Cowboys don't bring Dak Prescott back, that's not necessarily a given that maybe Jerry Jones would try to throw some money at uh, TB12. Oh, the big thing is Jerry's not the one making the decisions as much anymore. It's his son, Stephen, that's more – in it. And Stephen has already said, we are going to sign Dak Prescott. And as far as Cowboy fans being on the site, the one issue, there's no way in hell they want, if they even did sign Brady, they would want Brady wearing number 12. I was just I was just thinking of Roger that. Roger Staubach. Right, I was about to say that Staubach's they, number. They haven't retired his number. They haven't. Because the they do a ring of honor, right? They, Don't they have not retired any numbers officially. Right. But, but since no one's reti- ever worn But it. since he's retired, nobody's ever worn number 12. Yeah, that'd be a tough one, I think. Right, I mean, you, you've got that legacy. That's, that's kind of like when Montana went to Kansas City. He couldn't wear 16 because oh, of Len Dawson. Right. Yeah. He, he had to wear number 19. But Brady could always wear his old you, college number 10. If Dallas signs Brady, that's one of the dumbest moves they could make because they, they'd be giving up on a franchise-level quarterback for a year or two of, of an excellent quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but he's – Brady isn't going to be your long-term solution. And I don't think the new coach, Mike McCarthy, wants a one- or two-year window. No. No. In I, fact, I think McCarthy's I, going to have more authority than any Cowboy coach in a long time. That's going to be interesting because I don't know how Jerry's going to want to take a back seat. but He's going to have to. He, I mean, he's the main reason they haven't been – a real true I contender. I would agree Don't with that. Don't ask Jerry that, though. Yeah, but right. Yeah, <laughs> tell him. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because Kraft learned early on not to butt in. Because he, he was basically kind of overriding Parcells a lot. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then Pete Carroll. Carroll really wasn't ready to be a head coach no. in the NFL no, at that no, time. No, no, no. He needed to. He needed to Certainly not a GM. Yeah. But then when he hired Belichick, he was kind of like, all right, I'm backing off. And mm. for the most part, you know, you don't really hear much about Kraft. Yeah, as far as well, football, uh, just when he, just when he, you know. Well, recently, yeah. yeah, no, no, don't go there. I was just going to say recently. I mean, the whole well, this Brady airport to get a massage. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the Brady. The Brady I think part. that's one of the reasons why when the uh, Hall of Fame did their centennial thing, he wasn't oh, one of the own, one of the owners nominated. Oh, there was That's no chance he was getting it this year. How many owners were now? I I, I didn't see the owners part. Who Three got... contributors: uh, Steve okay. Sable, uh, George Young, former Giant, and Paul Tagliabue. So there weren't any other owners. So though, owner, so, yeah. the, the, there were owners nominated. Okay, they just didn't get in. In fact, but you're saying Kraft wasn't even nominated. He wasn't even on the nomination oh, list. Oh, yeah. I was surprised. The guy who founded the fir- who uh, organized the first league meeting. Didn't even get picked. Okay. Were any current owners nominated? Um, yeah. Uh, any current owners? Well, I'm just... No. I, okay, well, well I guess... Well, Art so, Modell, I believe, was on the list. Not right. a current. Right. Um, okay. No, my point being the here... The founder that, of the Cowboys, Tech, yeah. Tech's Mer- um, Clint Merkison, was... Okay. And he's a better owner than Jerry Jones. No, but this is my point why Kraft... It didn't matter that Kraft didn't get nominated because none of the other owners who... Well, Jerry Jones is already did. in. Pat Bowlin went in last year for the Broncos. You could argue those th- are the three best owners as far as success in the last 25 years. 
Jerry Wait, Jones. Jerry Jones is in the NFL he's Pro the, Football Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. For what? For the three out of four? Well, no, I think he's in it more because of all the committees he's on. Well, then I guess Kraft ought to be considered and, well, for that. Then I guess yeah. that would but be. The point he's making is that he wasn't going in this year. <laughs> well, no, no, okay, great. Well, handle doesn't happen with the, with the Orchids of Asia. Kraft gets nominated and he gets in for the hundredth anniversary of the NFL. Easily, sure, okay. Because no. that happened, there was no way they. Could, it was one of these. All right, Bob, part of your punishment is you're going to have to wait a year or two. Yeah, there was no way they were going to put him in this year with that still floating up. Yeah. Well, I know this happened a few months ago, but maybe we haven't we haven't talked about it as a group. I mean, you know, speaking of that Brady Kraft relationship, you saw Brady in that uh, that Paul Rudd TV show where he it's yeah this it's on one of the streaming services or so whatever. It's Netflix. He yeah. walks. It's on Netflix. I should I was going to guess Netflix. That would have been the one good guess. If it's, it's either Netflix or Disney, one of the two. Uh, they're both taking over the world. But anyway, uh, yeah. So they have Brady walking out of what looks like a very similar strip mall kind of spot of what uh, the place Kraft uh, was uh, was at. It was visiting. <laughs> so and. You know, he makes some offhanded remark about, I mean, and he had to have had some idea that that's what he was doing. I mean, I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. Just... I mean, you know, some things he does, Brady does, is tone deaf. And then he comes off all, you know, it wasn't this. And that was tone deaf. Mm. He absolutely tone deaf. I, and should have just been like, you know, you should be smarter than that. Even if it's a parody or whatever, go, yeah, you know what? I don't need to do this. This is not a good idea. And I'm gonna just say no thanks, guys. Yeah, but as soon as Brady retires five years later, he's a no doubt sure. Hall of Famer. Oh God! And as soon as the situation with Kraft's gone, he'll be in there too. I, I, mean, I think Kraft, a couple more years, he'll go in. Belichick as well. I mean, they're oh, all Belichick's you know, easy. I mean, I don't know how many other Patriots would get into the. And I mean, we've seen. I guess Seymour kind of got edged out this year. He got and, edged out, but, but Ty Law got in. I mean, Ty Law went in last year. Last Seymour year, was right? a finalist. Yeah, Seymour will go in. I mean, he was first. Why Rodney first Harrison's team all not decade. in? I don't know. It's beyond that. Harrison no never sense. even makes it to the semifinals. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I'll, give, a... I'll give you one that that will be in for sure. Gronk. <laughs> oh yeah, Gronk. Huh? Huh? Vinatieri. Oh Vinatieri. Well, yeah. Yeah. All-time leading scorer. Uh, I know. He's I know. a kicker, so he might not go first ballot. No, that's why. That's what I mean. That's going to no. be the hesitation part. But, but he'll oh, get he, in. I, I, I would put him there if it was up to me. He sure. should retire. He, I mean, he was bad last year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it feels like he's kind of been oscillating back and forth whether he wants – I mean, it feels like it's getting close for him anyway. Like one more injury, and he may just say forget it. But uh, How long yeah. is he? He was in the – he kicked in the 96 Super Bowl, so how long did he Correct. Do? Actually, his rookie year was uh, 96. 96, so he's been in... 25 years. Well, I get there. No, 24. 20, this 24. was his 24th year. Yep, he just finished. I think that's a good run out. He'll go in. You know, sure. It might be time to pack it in. I mean, well, Stenerud's in, right? And he I had season kicked. tickets, and now I'm sitting up here in Brunswick watching you on TV. It might be time to pack it in. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yep. Oh wow! It's almost go. nine o'clock. Yeah, it is. I was okay. Last sports topic here. There was only really two I wanted to bring up: Brady and, of course, the Red Sox and uh, oh boy. Uh, you know the big trade they made this past week, which took a whole week to get uh, uh, consummated or whatever. Revise uh, it once or two. yeah. Here we go Somebody again. Wasn't passing physicals. Here we or go again. Red Sox ownership just fumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Yes, they won four championships, four more than I ever imagined I would see as a Red Sox fan. I'm going to say probably four more than Mike Higgins ever thought he'd see as a Red Sox fan. Uh, but still, I just, you know, I'm kind of left with, 
And in fact, I don't even care at this point if they don't win anymore. I mean, I also understand why they traded Mookie Betts, but at the same time, uh, you can't tell me they're a better team without him. Um, that's for sure. I think they're going to struggle. I, I don't even think they'll be a 500 team. Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah, they're just going to. What do they got for a pitching staff? I'm getting I'm a lot glad, of question marks. I'm glad David Price things. is gone because. And arguably, he might be the least of the question marks that they have. I mean, probably, you know, it's not saying a lot, but. What about you, Mike? You got any thoughts on the Red Sox uh, trade or what? I, I don't mind it. Fr- frankly, they, they, they weren't going to sign him. You know, he, they, he, he was determined to go to free agency. And that's a crapshoot. Okay. So get something for him. You know, it's, I'm, say, I'm not saying it's a lock. I'm saying it's probably unlikely. But the chance he's back here next year. You know, he'll be a free agent. They could they could resign him. They've reset everything. They right. You talk about the luxury tax threshold yeah. number that they they're under now. Yeah. You know, you're right. They've won four. I I at this point, I, I get it. I mean, I think maybe the the raising of ticket prices might might be um, might be a little problematic. And yeah. But, you know, it's more than just one player, and and they got a couple of guys back, and who the heck knows what's going to happen once he gets the money? I I mean, and he wanted, you know, they they, they tried to get it out. He wanted like what was it, twelve years, forty two million or yeah, well, he wants uh, he wants he, Mike Trout money. He wants yeah, he wants I to mean, be paid got, like Mike he Trout. Got twelve years. Whatever the hell it was. Mike Trout, Trout did, yeah, that's what he, he wants. Trout's a, a lot Trout more contract. consistent year in, year out. I would, I would agree with that. I think to right now, as far as talent in Major League Baseball, there's Trout and everyone else is at least a step yeah, below. But, and Mookie. how old is Mookie? What did Trout do in the Mookie's 27. He's 27. So <laughs> he's in the he prime wants, of his career. He wants a, tw- yeah, but to a 12-year commitment for a 27-year-old? Yeah, well... If they That's, gave it to Trout. I think he was almost well. He might have been a couple years younger when they gave it. I mean, to he's him not. Still. He's not a DH. I like what I heard. What you said, Mike. He's well, not a first baseman. I'm sorry, Mike. Say it again. Start doing the playoffs. Huh? How oh yeah, he, no. He yeah. His his career, his postseason numbers are not that great. I mean, he did get finally. You know, he hit that home run in the in the clinching game of the World Series last year. No, he said. How did Trout do in the playoffs? The playoffs in 2019. Well, I mean, Trout can't play all nine positions either. I mean, I'm, he you didn't can, play in the playoffs in 2019. So it's more than just what? one player. Yeah. So. No, no, that's my point. What do you mean? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying Trout can't yeah. do it alone. What? I don't think Trout what? should have been MVP. What I'm saying is, you know what? Sometimes you're going to sacrifice that. And, yeah, this year might be a wash. But if they've got some money taken off the books and, and the price thing was a great move. Um, yeah, but they're still they still got they're still on the hook for half of the salary. I mean, the fact they couldn't get the Dodgers but, to take but, the whole but thing it's better than nothing. They got the Dodgers to take another bad contract. And yeah, well, ha- it's not as bad when you're only paying half the money. They're they're paying them yeah, sixteen. How much, I mean, they get like what fifty million of dead money that they're just paying for players. That, oh yeah, that yeah. aren't somewhere. Around oh yeah, there. at least right. Well, they got Pedroia's dead money. I mean, he won't. Re- they're still paying 16 million, Pedro $2 uh, million a year. Uh, they're paying Manny sake. Ramirez. Two, no, Manny, it's not Pedro. It's Manny. Manny. And uh, Pablo Sandoval, $5 million. Pedroia, Rusny Castillo, and the remainder of his $72 million. Never saw a day in the major leagues. Right. Uh, hold uh, on, hold on. Back up. Did I just hear you say they're paying Manny Ramirez? Uh, $2 million $2 this million year. Yeah, he's still. got $2 million left. Whatever kind of contract deal he worked out, I guess he was still getting paid now. I mean, he, they owe him $2 million this year. That's what it said. 
so that's what the Bobby Bonilla deal is. Something like it. I don't think know if it's a, a full blown annuity, but it's something where they they listed that's him. Amazing. They listed it, him it's and among, Sandoval. It's among and, the yeah. dead money that they're that they're just pissing away this year. Yeah. Basically. Right, but that money doesn't count towards the luxury tax, so that's right. okay. I mean, you know, if they want to pay that, that's fine. I just think the bigger issue too is the way the Red Sox, you know, again, the whole ownership situation. I know these owners brought four championships here, but it seems like they way the way they go about business is just not going to sustain itself. I kind of feel bad for this kid that they just brought in. He's not a kid; he's in his mid thirties, high in bloom to be like the chief baseball officer, basically head of operations. They gave him a fancy title, whatever, right. or or de facto GM. But he comes in. He has to make his first deal with the guy who was like his mentor, who's now with the Dodgers, Andrew Friedman. You know, so basically, you know, maybe that's part of the reason why uh, he could only get Friedman to take half of Price's uh, remaining salary. But the other part of this is that, you know, the original deal was they were going to get an outfielder from the Dodgers and a pitching prospect from the Twins as a third team in. And it's almost like ownership looked at that and, you know, and there was a lot of backlash in, you know, the local media around here and there was fans or talk radio and then it's almost like ownership heard that and said wait a minute we got to get more than that for him which i could have told you they could have gotten they should have gotten more than two players for him when the, the deal first came out and and then all of a sudden you know it's almost like they ownership went to bloom and told them listen you're gonna have to redo this deal you're gonna have to make up something about the phys you know the you know the medicals on the this gratterall pitching prospect they had and so right. he did and they restructured the deal and now they're getting th- you know the the outfielder for the from the Dodgers and two other prospects. Right. But now they're not getting any pitching, which they still could use. So it's uh... the thing is, the, the, those owners are businessmen. They're about to make the most buck that they can, and, and you can see it in so many ways. You look at, you know, they've raised ticket prices, and then look at the at the Fenway concert series, which when they started they had two or three a year. They are having, I think it's like 10 or 11 or 12 major concerts at Fenway this year. That sounds about right. Yeah, and and I know that in August, they're going like the 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th with Green Day, Motley Crue, Billy Joel, um, you know, there's a couple others in there. Right. And they're, they're making... And they've got Guns N' Roses coming in. They've got Aerosmith, New Kids on the Block. They're making the most money they can. That's what they're all about. Boy, that should be a fun homestand in early September after all those yeah. uh, those hard rock concerts at Fenway. And, and, and I'll tell you, I actually, I actually, you know, with with my friend John, I mentioned earlier, I'm actually going to the uh, Guns N' Roses, not the Guns N' Roses, excuse me, the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, uh, Poison, Joan Jet show. Very nice. Talking about making, you talk about making money. Um, I hope you have good seats. I hope they're looking at the uh, stage and not like one of those. I don't even know where they are, but the fee, the, the processing fees, and the Red Sox are selling the tickets, are $33 per ticket as fees on top of the ticket price. That wow. So that's why that was my jaw hitting the uh, table there. That's that smack you just heard. I got to get my jaw back into my... Yeah, no, that's, that's, they're all about making money. That's why you're seeing... So many shows at Fenway, and they and they're consistently that much in fee. Yeah. And so you you know you sell thirty thirty eight thousand forty thousand tickets, 
whatever you get out of the fee, whatever you get out of the that's where that ticket costs from the promoter. <laughs> safe to say, thirty bucks a ticket on top of that. That's just coming into you. You know, it's safe to say based on that uh, that the Red Sox will not be in the hunt for Mookie Betts next offseason. <laughs> no. uh, given what he's no, probably going like to capture. Going to get Elton yeah. John to play. I mean, you know what the hell? Yeah. Tell a few more cards. Right there, you go. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, I think we'll probably use that to uh, to wrap things up here. But, uh, you know, I, I have to say, guys, it's been a lot of fun. And we're as we are closing in on two, two hours, hours again without yeah. a break. No, <laughs> we're not closing on two hours. Two hours, six minutes, and 58 seconds, according to my phone. Uh, well, that's since you your phone is wrong. Since, yeah. Not since we started. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. We we started about because seven we... minutes after that. So yeah, we're uh, oh, that's right. we're closing in. And then I got but, a two-hour drive. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Bill has a two-hour drive home, which I did not know. I thought for some reason he was staying a little more locally here, and I feel kind of bad about that. So well, don't that's feel part bad. of the reason why. I'm My choice. To... Okay. Well, I, I don't feel I... bad at all. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you did. Says the guy who didn't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> I didn't uh, go to bed. Yes. I'll only be out of the studio, and I'll be in bed. Right. <laughs> yeah, you'll be asleep by the time I get out of this town. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> well, Todd, you know, it's been fun. I, you know, I, as typical, it goes all over the place with us. Yeah. But well, yeah. no, I'm glad we're. I'm glad I was able to get all you guys together here. This has been. This fun. has been fun. Hopefully, oh, we yeah. can do this again sooner rather than later. Let's. Uh, we'll probably leave it at that for now. Yeah, maybe the next time we'll actually do it where I'm actually in studio with you, so we can all interact because. No, it's hard to be on the phone where I can't see you guys. Yes, that's true. But then we couldn't hang up on you. Like, no, I'm just I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> Bite me, Joe boy. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> love you too, Mike. <laughs> on that note, I do want to remind everybody out there: uh, uh, don't forget you can uh, follow us on social media, searching Timeout for Sports Talk on Facebook. Our Twitter handle is at TOSTBMC, where you can get links to the latest TOST podcasts as soon as they're available. Uh, Matt has his own Twitter handle, still keeps it going, at yes. TTL Matt. Yeah, right? it's it's still technically there. Have you tweeted anything from no. it recently? No. Almost almost nothing. You have not. Bill, do you have any uh, social media you'd like to promote? Not really. <laughs> I don't. I really don't do a lot of the social media. I, don't, I have okay. a Twitter account. I haven't used it in like three years. I don't even know what. You, you forgot what it is. Yeah, okay. pretty much. And I don't do Instagram. As my daughter likes to say, Instagram's for young people. <laughs> Did you hear that? I think Mike had a final word there for you, Bill. What was that? That cowboy sucks. That's his <laughs> Oh boy. Well, guys, like I said, this has been—it's uh, been a lot of fun. We will—we uh, will do it again soon. Uh, so until next time, everybody. Uh, this is Todd Bloniars. Thank you for checking. Thank you. Want to thank you for checking out the TOST podcast, and in this case, the TOST TTL podcast, right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. <laughs>